used to chugging. Like a true Cuban, I just chug a bunch of espresso my whole life. So, Oh, damn. Espresso, damn. Yeah, man. I've been drinking coffee since I was like six. <laughs> Normal stuff just doesn't do it for me anymore. That is um, fair. Let's see. Okay. I got everything. Everything's good to go. Alright. So. The monster lies dead on the beach. Spewing from its mouth is a hollowed out hole tinged with acid. The waves are crashing into the beach. The only noise that you hear on this island. No other animals seem to speak. The wind has gone silent. The boat, which is listed over partially into the sand, is going to need some much... It's, it's going to need a lot of work. But everyone's alive. Everyone's breathing. What do you guys do? Speaking of alive and breathing, oh, Oma, everyone, is is everyone alive and breathing? Like, this just happened. Is everyone doing okay? I I fared okay. I, I fell over a couple times there, and I see uh, we had the lore keeper and everyone stay on board, but uh, is everyone else okay? I'm fine, I'm I, I don't know about Datu, though. Well, we'll have to look. Did... And Lavender, who is... I think we were on, like, separate sides of the boat, because some people fell off one side and some people fell off the other. So I don't actually know where Lavender is at this point, and I'll call out and be like, Lavender, are you okay? I haven't seen you. I'm, uh, I'm here. I'm good. I'm good. Is everyone good? I think so. I hope there's not more of those things. Um, I I feel we should probably repair the ship before we go any further, because if there's another one of those, we should just shove off. I don't know. That was a little bit more hairy than I thought. I was supposed to cup his uh, hands around his mouth. Jewel, are you okay? Because she's still way out there. He just waves at everyone. I'm fine! <laughs> Oma looks at the very large creature and she says to you, Geth, a creature that big... Oof, why does my Oma sound like Christopher Walken? Let me try again. <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> She says, a creature that big, uh, I can't see it sharing much territory. 
Oh, right. You said you knew a little bit about it. That that makes sense, actually. It's probably like some of those large cats in the jungle. They only have such a range. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that puts my mind at rest. There's many, many boats here, and I look up and down the beach. How many boats do I see here, Pedro? Um, you see a plethora. Um, there are boats in various states of decay. Um, none of them are, like, fully intact. Uh, what's strange to you, though... And I mean, I guess it's strange to everybody, is the shipwrecks are at various points throughout the beach. They're not just all on the shoreline. Hmm. So almost as though the shoreline changes at times. Or something's pulled them up the beach? Uh, Rosebud... I I feel, being our ship's bosun or carpenter, I don't know the name for it here, uh, what do you think we might need now with the extra damage? Should we try to cobble together something with the ships that are on the beach here? Um, if, it, if it might be a bit safer, we should try to find Datu first, of course, but uh, after yes, after, that. After we find Datu, well, I guess I could just take whatever scrap we can get a hold of and do my best to repair everything. Well, maybe maybe uh, Lavender Jewel and uh, Oma and I uh, yeah. Should we go together along the beach if there's any more of those creatures? Why don't we, why don't we look for Datu first. I, I'm a little disoriented here. I've hit my head when I came off the fall there, I think. <laughs> You're uh, alright? I think so. I just... I'm a little thirsty is all. I should go get some water and freshen up after. I'm like caked in like various monster gunk as it came by me with its all its bleeding and like everything covered in sand on one half. My face is all like mushed up with bunches of little, like, grains and stuff. I'm like, I'm just gonna take a little dip here quickly and uh, clean up, I think. Yeah, just take a rest. It's it's fine. We can find Artu and begin the scrap-searching foring. I'll only need a moment. And, uh, guess I'll just go splash himself with some seawater and take, like, three minutes to or ten minutes to go freshen up inside, get some water. Sure. As you watch uh, Geth leave, Yara uh, comes up to you, Rosebud, and says, um, Osmar is really taking a tumble. Um, He's laying down in the cabin now, but if you need help um, collecting uh, materials for the ship, uh, I'm not keen on touching that sand after what we just saw, but if, if it is no danger, I'll join you. I appreciate the offer, but you need not risk yourself for us. We can handle it. Um, you said Osmar is not feeling well? Oh, he just took quite the tumble. He's tired. 
I was, uh, and he'll look sort of back over towards Worm for a second, and then back to her. I'll, I'll check on him first before I go look for Datu, and I'll go down under uh, into the thing. And if I need to, I will cast cure wounds or whatever, just to try to patch him up as best as possible. Or I mean, he from a mechanical perspective, he's he's fine, but like he he just got knocked unconscious, so like he's still tired. Um, but he doesn't need any sort of healing, if I recall correctly. The one of you guys used lay on hands or, or healing word and and bumped him up to being fine. Medicine check to make him as comfortable as possible. <laughs> Yeah, you... 25. You fluff his pillows, you tuck in the corners of his bed sheets, you swaddle him. It's very comfortable. Don't ask me how this is a medicine check, but... <laughs> it's home you, remedy medicine. Yeah, home I, remedy. I, yeah, yeah you, 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 you know, you brew up some, some soup for him and put some herbs in the soup. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> tasty, tasty herbs. Yeah. So, uh, what is everyone else doing? Well, this is all going on. Once Jewel's back at the boat, she'll help with gathering uh, wood and uh, going and investigating the other boats and seeing what she can find. Okay. Lavender? At least. Yeah, I mean, um,. I think he, um, how are the other, actually, how, I know no one's, like, hurt, hurt, but how are they, like, doing otherwise, like, besides physical pain? Um, I mean, make a uh, insight check for me. Damn, you're insightful. Yeah. So the uh, sea elves are all sort of gathered around one another. Um, Nemine, who is the one that you were teaching to be a monk, and also the one that fell off the ship and got uh, her brains rocked um, into unconsciousness, she is quiet. Um, she has a stern expression on her face. Um... You can tell that it's sort of like um, rubber has hit the road for her and she has been found wanting. And she realizes now that this is a much more dangerous life um, than she realized. The sort of, you know, rosy-eyed complexion of of innocence has been knocked out of her. Whereas her brother, Munim, um... He is sort of become the opposite, where he was, like, scared from the get-go. But now that, you know, the rubber has hit the road and he, like, actually did fairly well, he survived and he did those checks and he's got a bit more of a confidence and and you could tell he's just happy to, like, be alive. (laughs) He's going through that sort of post-battle euphoria. Um... And Misfar and um, Fikri are talking sort of quietly, in a, you know, sort of in a corner to one another. Um, Fikri 
is has sort of external expression on his face. They seem to be arguing about something. Misfree is or Misfar is uh, speaking rather animatedly. They seem to be in disagreement about something. Um, can I know more about this disagreement? Can I listen in? Yeah, you can absolutely listen in. So you just sort of how do you approach this? Do you just kind of get closer, or are all four like in the same area? Yeah, I'd like to think that they're sticking close, but Misfar um, and Fikri uh, have sort of separated themselves from the brother and sister. And I like to sort of think that they're just like hanging out on the railing there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Lavender would first walk up to the the siblings and just invite them. For some, you know, post uh, post battle meditation, mm-hmm. good for uh, you know reflecting on the last sixty seconds or so. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you know he'll uh, he'll motion over to uh, the other two to invite them, uh, but also trying to listen to their conversation um, as he walks over. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you invite them, they don't seem to be interested um, and they quickly sort of continue um, their conversation. And as you listen in, you hear Misfar um, talking rather animatedly about how much of a mistake this was. About how they should head home and that they're just facing they're chasing a fairy tale anyways. Um, And it's not worth the risk of their lives. Whereas Fikri is adamant on staying, talking about how they've already traveled this far, um, and they've already gone through that storm and faced a danger that would have killed them all, and and they survived. Um, And so he's already got enough skin in the game, you know? The sunken cost fallacy, as as some people call it. And um, you can tell that Miss Far is really struggling to accept this. Um, surprisingly so, because they all agreed that they were going to take this adventure together um, when you first met them. Um, and Fikri keeps mentioning the giants. He keeps mentioning the text. He keeps mentioning that this could be the biggest and greatest discovery of our lifetime. And Miss Far says... I just want to live out my lifetime. I don't care about discovering anything to change it. I mean, I, I you know, Lavender will, will cut in. And sure, like, absolutely. You, you know, Ms. Far, I, we can certainly uh, drop you off at the next um, populated area uh, should you wish to head back home. Uh, but, you know, for the time being, you're stuck with us. Uh, so, you know, I do have some great breathing exercises to uh, help calm your nerves. If you want to join us over here on the uh, the deck area, you sort of point behind you, and there's already the brothers and sisters, and and they're going through sort of like those meditation poses. Um, make a persuasion check. 
Nice. Um, seeing that the brother and sister duo have already gone through uh, the start, uh, gone through the beginning process of these breathing meditation exercises, um, uh, he looks sort of at Fikri and then back at the at the siblings and you and and you could tell that there's just frustration in his brow in his in his face he doesn't he doesn't seem like he's getting anywhere so he takes a deep breath and he says you know lavender i think i'll take you up on that offer um i i need a moment to clear my head and really consider what i'm doing here um and he yes yes Yes, and he uh, he walks over to uh, the other two sea elves, and he uh, sort of tries to mimic what they're doing. Uh, I rolled a s- nine, so he doesn't... Yeah, he, he gets the hang of it. You know, he's a little slow at first, but he sort of follows into the motions soon enough. And um, it works. It seems to calm him down a little bit. But now, uh, unless you join them, it is just you and Fikri alone in th- like near the railing. Oh, uh, I mean, once again, I'm like, Fikri, uh, you're more than welcome to join, and then I'll, I'll walk back and join the others in, a, in breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. And inhale! And exhale! It's weird because you see they're like gills sort of flap whenever they do that. Oh, interesting. I mean, if it works, it works. Mm-hmm. Well, they're amphibious, so they have both gills and lungs. Okay. Roll with it, guys. <laughs> I'm rolling, I'm rolling. Alright, so... After um, I clean up and probably about now come up on deck... Uh, had a little bit of a snack and some water freshened up here. Um, I look for Rosebud, and I say, all right, uh, and I've, like, I think there was some weapons on this, right? So I've, like, grabbed maybe, like, an axe and, like, a sword or something from below deck and, like, a long pole. I'm like, all right, uh, we can try cutting this thing open. <laughs> go, Perfect. Go get, uh, uh, there was probably some extra arms from when you commandeered the ship. It is was a warship after all, so... Yeah, something that maybe uh, Rosebud didn't also commandeer for himself um, when he was melting down all the weapons. So, like, you know, just some stuff to, like, maybe hold open a split in this giant worm. And I'm, you know, uh, coming from what I do, I have an okay amount of uh, knowledge on like just general harvesting of monster parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will attempt to, without killing myself in stomach acid, uh, help Rosebud with the assistance of whoever I might need. I'm going to ask for Oma's help and jewels and stuff to uh, do a light bit of uh, worm spelunking, I guess. <laughs> You want to enjoy it, guys? Yeah, I'll come along. Okay, so you guys hop down, and um, you've noticed that 
you know, uh, Jewel walked to from her place on on the beach to the boat, and then now you guys are walking again, and there hasn't been any movement or sounds. Nothing's come up to try to eat you. And looking back at the boat, like now that I'm actually off the boat, how bad does it look? Like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's pretty bad, bro. It's at like a third of its health. So okay, pretty damn damaged. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she's still technically seaworthy. She wouldn't sink until she hit zero, but yeah, Doesn't but she's pretty. It, she's not pretty, and she's not going to stay afloat for long without you know good repairs. Mm-hmm. Does. It's like one bump from a whale will make her fall apart, you know. <laughs> uh, do I do I notice uh, Jewel looking over at it, looking sad? Oh yes. <laughs> All right. Anytime she's not it. focused on something, she she's you know giving a sad stare at the cub and trying to figure out how to repair her properly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I'm blowing my stuff then. All right. For now, we'll head on. Warm spelunking team, go! Alright, so I. Hey, if we're lucky, maybe this thing ate some other magical items too. Maybe. Or maybe there's some on the boats. Maybe. Alright, so. (gasps) uh, Does any one of us have detect magic? I think I do. Uh. No, I just recently got rid of that one when I changed out my spells. I was like, I never use that one. I haven't used it a single time. Oma has a single once a day free, looks like. Ooh, sweet. Does she have detect magic? I don't know if she does. Because of her her, uh, class, her subclass. Her subclass watcher gives detect magic. Alarm and detect magic at a third level. Yes, yes, Um, but I'm trying to remember... I want to say that Oma and I, like, homebrewed... Oh, oh never mind. No, no, no. I think that's detect good and evil. She detects... Yeah, abjuration. Abjuration. Abjur planar or whatever. Mm, yep. So never mind. I think she still does have the magic. So Yeah. She has it written down once per day for some reason on her sheet, so it seems like she might have that outside of her spell slots. From what I'm reading. Hmm. But... Either way, yes, there is a single detect magic. At minimum, she can use a spell slot because it's also prepped. Okay. We are spelunking the worm. What so, type of checks uh, would you like? I would like a survival check. And I believe and, our intent... Um, survival? Okay. I believe our intent yeah. is just to cut through it. Like, Correct. basically from the throat and just cut yeah. down till we I get didn't... to the stomach. Uh, survival check. Nice. That's a check. I think, unless we're doing another one. Okay. Um, here's the thing. It takes a long time to try and harvest this. Well, I mean, it's not like you're butchering this animal or anything like that. No, like, you're just cutting down its throat to get through to its it. stomach. Um, it, will, it will take a little bit of time. But, um, you, you do manage to cut through, I know you're looking for the ring, um, but you... Any other magical items? 
Does Oma, I guess Oma has detect magic on? Uh, probably not until we get a little ways in, though. Especially okay. if it looks like it's going to take some time with Oma, Jewel, Rosebud, Lavender, everyone just, like, taking turns, crunching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once Axing, we, like, whatever. fillet it open, then Oma All can always. pop her detect yeah. magic and do the, the quick stroll down, looking for specifics. Mm-hmm. So, um, you are able to, if you would like to harvest parts, you can, with a 14, you can harvest some parts, uh, but you don't find the ring inside this creature. 17, no, it is 17. Oh, it's a 17. Yep. Well, with a 17, that does change things. Uh, with a 17... You don't find anything. <laughs> Death, uh, cold you, blooded, Pedro. You don't find anything. Uh, in, you, you don't find. You can harvest more material with a seventeen, but you don't find any. Uh, the ring itself. Um, the ring itself. You you might think uh, possibly got vomited out when it when it was throwing up. Does detect magic. Once Oma does that and does a little wander around the beach, help with finding that potentially. So she goes to the point of uh, where the vomited uh, up what would have been Datu uh, was, and she essentially sees this sort of large hole that's been eaten away, uh, and she uses her detect magic and a little brief glint uh, picks up about ten feet down in the bottom of the hole. Oh. From where the worm was coming from? Jewel, jump down. I mean, Geth can... Not Not where the worm was coming from. Where the worm vomited. Oh, where the acid did. Where the acid... Mm, the acid oh. ate through. Oh. oh, sorry if I was not clear. No, that makes sense now. I just wasn't. I didn't imagine sand melting. Is what it yes. was. Yeah. I always imagined sand as being this like material that absorbs melting things. <laughs> well, okay, this is Jewel would not immediately jump into a puddle of acid. acid. <laughs> so Jewel, take a look. Can can she see if there's still a puddle of acid at the bottom? Or no, there's no puddle of acid. I mean, it, it just ate away through the sand. Uh, but I mean, you're right. Sand does. I mean, eventually act as some sort of absorbent, um, and it is sort of hollowed out this hole. You can easily climb down. It is. It is easily like, like two people abreast. It's like basically turned it into a mud cake reverse fissure. Like this could, you could turn this into a barbecue pit. (laughs) (laughs) Is what I'm imagining now. Because it's like smoothed all the sand on the edge with the acid. Melded it together. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, Jewel, climb down. Look for, almost pointing for. Okay, yeah. Um, Make a. Uh, investigation with advantage. And I, oh, I don't think it'll matter. 
Um, you are just looking around. And it stinks. You, 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 it stinks. All that noxious fume is like really messing with your very potent uh, tabaxi nose. Her eyes are and, watering something Yeah, horrible. and like, as you like touch the acid sand, it like stings a little bit, you know? So like... The longer you spend, like, it doesn't hurt, hurt mechanically, but you're, like, it's, like, stepping on, like, hot uh, asphalt, right? Where it's just, like, ooh, I'm not going to really enjoy this uh, for a long time. And you are just really struggling to find this thing. You you can't find it. Can I peek over the edge and try to look myself with perception? All right. I will allow one more roll for this, and that's it. That's your guidance. So four, fourteen, oh, eighteen, eighteen. Yeah, uh, with an eighteen, um, you you are able to sort of spot this like hint of uh, you know this glimmering ring dug deep um, just before sort of the shifting sands kind of cover it a little bit. Oh, Jewel, it's right there. Wait, right where? Where are you? And she's like spinning in a circle. Like, where are you pointing? By your right foot. are like watering because of all this smell. <laughs> <laughs> she probably like steps on it and that's how she actually ends up finding it. She's like, oh, hey, there's something there. What do you know? <laughs> yeah. But sure enough, uh, after a little bit of digging and with some help from her friends, you do manage to recover the ring. Joel, like, climbs out of this hole and immediately starts doing that, like, cat sneeze thing. (laughs) She's gonna hand it back to Rosebud. Here's your ring. Thank you. Um, are you okay? Your eyes, they're they're leaking. It it was, uh, rather unpleasant down there. Ah. Thank you. Sorry about that. No worries. All good. And she, she's gonna go like wander towards one of the other boats to start investigating those. Uh, Rosebud will scoop up the um, ring and briefly look around for Datu, probably not finding anything. I'm assuming. Yeah, Datu is is no longer with this with us. He has moved on to the great scrapyard in the sky. <laughs> he'll uh, sigh and then he'll scamper after Jewel. What kind hollow. of monster harvesting should I mark down? What type of stuff could we get? So, so you, you, scale. I will, you, with, so you can get some of the carapace, some of the hardened, okay. hardened exterior. Um, okay. You can harvest worm meat and roll a d4. Okay. Uh, that's how many teeth you decide are worth your time. You try for a couple more, but uh, they're just really lodged in there. Um, but you're able to get two teeth, probably about the size of your forearm. And it's worm like W-U-R-M, right? I mean, it's not a dragon like W-Y-R-M, okay. Okay. if that's what you're asking. No, this well, is like... like sandworm. It's not like earthworm though it's just a slight difference anyways like purple worm sort of deal it's it's not technically a purple worm 
but I mean, it is a lot. So this seems to be make an make an animal check for me. Make a um, make a uh, nature check for me. I, I do recall I that I checked and didn't know this in the past, but Oma did. So this why week. don't you have Oma make a nature check for me again? This time you're like up close to this thing. Sure, uh, Oma. Um, I mean, I will do it if it's okay if I do it. I just, I didn't know much before, so I'll, I'll, I'll do it on Geth if that's okay. I mean, it makes sense if Oma does it because she yeah. already went through this. Oma. Yeah. Doop doop doo. Nature check. It's a big worm. Okay. Yeah. She, she can't garner anything else. Sounds good from it. Um, I have marked so, down yes, the stuff. You got two teeth. Um, it doesn't have any eyes. Um, however, you can, with the 17, also get one of its poison glands. Okay. So mark down uh, like an acid, like an acid pouch. Acid gland. Inta- intact, essentially, right? That's cool. So uh, I will essentially, if you would like to use it in any various ways, uh, we could definitely workshop that. Sounds good. And some carapace, do we want to put it in like a size reference or um, like one heavy armor worth? <laughs> yeah, uh, you can definitely make, you could probably make some. You could probably harvest enough to make an armor set with it, like a, a piece of armor. Um, I don't know about heavy armor. Mm, because you do have to, like, tan it and stuff. I mean, it's not teeth, metal. One piece of armor worth of carapace, one intact. Yeah. We can workshop what kind of armor it is later. It's all good. It's not metal, so I don't think our resident armorsmith's going to touch it. <laughs> I mean, if you ask, he can still fabricate pretty much anything. That's yeah. fair. He's got a spell. Alright. Yeah, so, uh, that's what you are able to get from this thing. For you're like, you know what, this thing's huge, and I could do this all day, but I'm not. No, totally, and I'll say, like, I don't know, 20, 30 pounds of meat. Yeah, you yes. can definitely get a couple dinners worth of meat. Eat the worm that ate death, too. Yes. Yeah, we can say that you all can get um, two rations worth of meat. So hey, for the whole party, ten everyone rations. Gets, so. Everyone gets, uh, yeah, plus. Uh, well, no, I'm talking about for your for your companions too. They also need oh to eat. shit, okay. So get plus yeah, two just... rations for everyone. That's um, what four. Uh, that's six, so that's thirty-two, essentially rations worth of meat. I'm just yeah. gonna track this separate separately for, for yeah. now in the bag. I'm writing all this down. Oh, okay. Then I'll I won't add it to my thing. Yeah, I've I've yeah. got it added there. Cool. Uh, again, looking at myself after hacking and doing all this and looking at yeah, the gross. render, I'm like I. Just cleaned up. I it's getting dark out. Oh, okay, I'm just gonna go for another swim here. And uh, next, I'm like sweating, and I'm not used to all this physical labor. 
like, I'll go, I'll go help. Like I'm used to walking, but not lifting this much. I'll go help find some wood, though. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another short break for for Geth. He's getting real tired. Yes. So uh, those of you who would like to search uh, the wreckages, go ahead and roll um, investigation checks for me. Uh, what about perception? This I, I will help investigate. Geth will help investigate. I'll do my <laughs> part. Guidance. Yes. Does anyone else want to help with this investigation? Precisely, probably Jewel or Lavender, who knows boats a little bit more than all of us. So the way yeah, I differentiate. Uh, you're on the boat, but I mean, you can't. I assume that your yoga session does not last forever. So okay. Yeah. Can, yeah. No, I can. I can help then. Okay. Um. Yeah, the way I see it is perception is like binoculars, investigation mm. is like a magnifying glass. Yeah, so right. I so will that, that tends to be how I see it. I will be one of the people on point. Does anyone else want to help investigate? Unless you want a negative. I do not want your negative, thank you. <laughs> I have a plus one. Okay, how about Jewel? Uh, I'm not proficient in nature. In investigation? Oh, sorry. Investigation. investigation plus yeah. two. Okay. I think I'm the only one that can do anything with a nit positive. So I will... <laughs> I believe uh, in you. I will attempt okay. this. Um, I will allow someone... Since there's so many of you, I will allow two people to do two separate, like, ship wrecks, right? Okay. So that is also something... If you would like to do yeah uh let Jewel. me just sorry i just reloaded well that we'll too will go for own. yeah that too will go for whoever is with rosebud which i assume would be jewel okay well i'm taking my roll now uh as soon as it lets me click in roll 20 for some reason it was not there we go uh investigation Come on, get looking for ship on. parts I will, I will, I will do, you know what, this seems really important. I'm going to do this again. <laughs> I'm going to use my resources. Oops, that's the wrong one. Yes, magical guidance. I have reutilized my resources for this. I think that is, how many times can I do this? Oh, it's just an ability check. I feel like that's a failure, and that's sort of how we've treated this before, so I'm going to investigate again. I don't see your rolls. Your roll. You don't see my rolls? Oh, oh, I'm to GM. So I oh, got yeah. uh, uh, my bad. I had 11 before on my first investigation. Then I did magical guidance. And now I'm 22 for my next investigation roll after my guidance to myself. So I'm kind of like going along, tapping into my inner inner uh, mechanics of like, oh, it's been so chaotic lately. I really got to get the ship in ship shape and order. And there's just, you know, ethereal the plane of um, or sense and order, even though it looks chaotic, just comes in and is like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you, Geth. <laughs> so, uh, you look through um, one or two shipwrecks, and you can't, you know, sort of gathering up some wood and metal pieces you think might be able to be um, restructured for use. And then uh, you come across 
uh, a shipwreck that looks to be like um, the remains of a cabin of some sort. Uh, and as you're rifling around, you notice that there is an old box, uh, or like a tube, I should say. Um, and you're familiar with this kind of stuff. Uh, it looks like some sort of tube carrying like a parchment. Hmm. Oh, tuck that into my bag for now and continue piling stuff onto the, I don't know, I'm assuming I have like essentially a big chunk of ship that like has a long, uh, long stick on it that I can like half-ass wagon across the sand. You know what I mean? Sure. Whatever it's called. Just like bringing a bunch of wood, big, big pieces that make sense. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'll, I'll grab that and I'll check it out when I'm back at the, back at the ship. Sure. Um, you, yeah, you, you, uh, are able to successfully bring, uh, in a nice, a nice helping. Um, Yara seems satisfied. She says this will go a long way to helping repair the ship. Um, I would like whoever else. Lavender, you said you were going to help. Um, you were going to do something? Or? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if that's like the help action or just giving the modifier. Um. Okay, so yeah, we can say that you were with Gath at that time. Yeah. I need the help. It, it wouldn't have helped much because that's like a plus one, so. Right. Um, Lavender... Uh, you're looking around this cabin too, and um, you notice that there is like a like a sort of toppled over uh, bookshelf, and there's a couple books there uh, that seem to just be like opened and, and scattered, kind of around there. Would you like to take a look? Yeah. I'll take a look. So you pick up a book and um, the spine uh, says um, on treaties of Galicia and you see a second one uh, that seems to say uh, tomes and caverns and explorations thereof. And uh, you pick up a third one, but this one doesn't have any sort of, like, um, like it doesn't have any sort of script on the binding. No label or anything. Uh, I mean, he'll probably just flip through the pages to see what's, what's inside. So you flip through the pages, uh, and you notice that this is a diary. Seems to be, seems to have entries, dates, uh, except these dates are very old. It is, I believe we are in the 570s, if I'm not mistaken. And these, let me just check the calendar before I commit. <laughs> yeah, no, we are in the 529. This is the year, it's 529. And these, uh, entries are in the year 312. Oh. 
Damn. Over 200 years ago? Anyone, uh, anyone here a, a history buff? <laughs> Maybe our, our uh, researcher dudes? Maybe our researcher dudes. Do they uh, say anything? Do they hear uh, this? Do you show it? I mean, do you do you show it to like Fikri and and Misfar? Yeah, yeah, I mean, if they're there, I'm like, uh, hey, um, what do you know about the year three hundred twelve? Three hundred and twelve. Fikri is going to make a intelligence history. All right. The year 312, he says, is uh, around the time that uh, Parate started exploring the Shimmering Isles. He says that, you know, around the early 300s uh, is when they pushed uh, into the Shimmering Isles, and there were some... You know what? He wouldn't know this. He's a freaking sea elf. Who li- no, he he goes, you know, I am a sea elf. I don't know above ground history. I'll Ari. take a stab at it. <laughs> I realize that. Wait, 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 so, wait. Is this diary in, the, in common that everyone can kind of... Yes, it is in common. Okay. Would you like to read it? Like, Would you like to do more than just flip through the pages? I'll still yeah, do you a know history what? check. I'll, uh, I get that. I'll motion Geth over, and as I do that, I will read a random entry from the uh, book. So you read a random entry. Uh, you flip through uh, one of the, the later pages, and it says... This is the third week that we've been on the island. We've tried once again to take our boat out, but strangely we hit that fog and suddenly we're right back where we were. Some of the shipmates are starting to worry, wondering if we'll ever make it home. Then you flip through Another entry. Are there coordinates at all to what he's talking about or where they are in the journal entry? Uh, there are... Uh, okay, so you need to make a investigation check if you're trying to find coordinates in this diary. Um, I will help. <laughs> it's going to be a pretty high DC uh, because you're looking <laughs> for get a bonus very specific. A <laughs> uh, uh, what? Because I'm a quartermaster who... Nav- Handles navigation? Does that help at all? A confidence bonus, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) I'll, you know, I'll lower the DC a little bit. uh, Because you do know what to look for. But you are literally searching through a diary to try and find one thing in very particular. So, And my assistance is technically oh. plus three if we do the half the uh, investigation. I think I, okay. I, think I rolled pretty well. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you 
flip through uh, the beginning, sort of the beginning of the book, and he's this journal is talking about sort of the early days. They are an exploration. They have a charter uh, from the um, the coalition of the of Parente and the coast um, to explore some of the Shimmering Isles, and they talk about hearing about a very special island uh, from some of the locals. And there's a couple coordinates, and you see sort of as sort of the entries move on, the, the coordinates sort of change and they narrow down. They go from a range of, you know, a few nautical miles and, and names of, of, of uh, islands to just like one or two names and one or two nautical miles. Um, until you see them talk about how they have, they think that they have found the coordinates to what they think is, is this place. Um, yeah, you were able, and I mean, I think it's safe to say they found it. So their final coordinates that they have, you have a pretty good idea that this is what it is. What does that uh, mean? I think I found something. What 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 do you think there, uh, Lavender? What what does that all mean? I I've just sort of been perusing over his shoulder as we like. I assume we found this in that one ship. I put the tube away, and then Lavender found this. And as we were on our way back, he was like flipping through the pages. Do we know? Is that like a a book of owners who have used the ship? I don't know, is that a thing? Yeah, like a ledger, essentially. Yeah. Maybe a ship log that would categorize, like, payments uh, of the crew, and, and the it would also uh, list, the ledger would also list people's duties on the ship. So I, I found this journal um, that may contain the coordinates of where we're trying to go. Um, it'd be really helpful if we could figure out who might be writing this. If we could check the, the ship's ledger. Uh, certainly. Uh, just, I want to double check. Do you feel like we were talking about this as we were leaving the ship, or are we still in the ship? Say that again. Uh, I was just going to say, do, where are we in game in your mind right now? I mean, as soon as I, I guess, found the book, I was looking in it. And okay, perfect. So we're yeah. still on the ship. Um, yeah. yeah uh, I suppose there's all these other scraps, and they're a little worn here, but we could take a, a quick look, uh, see if there's anything else about this ship. Uh, why don't we just, honestly, it's probably not that hard. Why don't we just pile all this stuff with us and we can look at it. Uh, it's starting to get dark here as well, I assume. Yeah, no, um, no, uh, start grabbing books. Yeah, we can just grab all the loose paper and books. And maybe you mentioned that there was a small chest earlier, uh, 
Pedro, uh, that contained the the tube, or was that was that a separate thing? Was it not existent in my mind? No, I I, I said it was like a box, and the box like had the tube in it. Oh, got you, got you. So it's it's sized for this thing. Correct. It, it was essentially just like, you know, and and you're a merchant, so you know, essentially a rack when you see one. This was like a rack that held like cylindrical tubes. Gotcha. Okay. So then, yeah, I will just uh, take anything that we need, uh, pile all the books onto the scrap pile if we need, uh, bundle them up with a cloak, and uh, take them back with us to inspect so that we can. So that we can start uh, getting the repairs underway, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So while you guys are searching the other boat, Jewel and Rosebud will be off looking at another one. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Again, Jewel's having trouble with this investigation stuff today. It's a beautiful eleven. So nine plus that two guidance. We're still double digit. Yeah, um, barely. (laughs) You, it takes you a while. Um, you're much, you know, you know what to look for, Jewel. Um, but this whole experience has just been sort of rough on you. Uh, and you're kind of distracted. Um, I I feel like, uh, Rosebud would also slow you down by, uh, is this good? No. Is this good? No. Yeah, Rosebud, you're very much just used to working with metal. So yeah. you're picking up like any piece of wood that looks halfway decent. Um slowing the whole process down. You find um you find some seaworthy usable metal or excuse me, um wood. Uh with with that roll. Yeah. You do. Fine, she'll bundle up and take back. Okay. So between Jewel and Rosebud and then Lavender and Geth, did you know, once we meet back up on the ship, does it look like we've got enough wood to make the critical repairs? Uh yes. Yara looks satisfied with the two bundles that you brought over for use uh and she says um that she her and osmar and if rosebud would like to join them that they will get started on the repairs but it is going to take a while this isn't just going to be done in like 20 minutes they have to essentially um you know size up the wood um they need to make essentially measurements they need to cut down some things that might be too big um you know things like that probably have to literally clean the holes where the worm had hit them <laughs> yeah you know there, there there's a whole stuff of a whole bunch of stuff that um, goes into cleaning a ship before what it, uh, it. what time of day is it right now it's in the evening uh i i would say this like i said it was around uh sunset uh, the sun was setting, I should say, around four or five when you guys got here. Um, so I mean, this whole process probably took about an hour. Okay, around an hour, and maybe two hours. So at this point, the sun is is almost gone. You maybe have another two hours of sunlight. 
Okay, well, seeing as that's the case, and we're unlikely to be exploring any further tonight, I am. I will cast Fabricate to speed up the process. Um, because it's Jules' boat, and she looked sad. <laughs> okay. So, um, that would basically allow me to, uh, I believe it was contained with a 10-foot cube or eight connected 5-foot cubes. So I could essentially prep all the wood to be in the perfect space, whether you let me combine it with the spell or if we have to do that separately. Um... It would just speed it up. You're literally reshaping the wood. Like, yes. With, you can, with magic. <laughs> you can make a wooden bridge from a clump of trees. This is pretty powerful. We could yeah. have just gotten some trees. <laughs> Pedro, are you saying anything? You, you're muted. Yes, I was talking. Thank you for bringing it up. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, this is perfectly within the confines of the spell. Um, you take a bunch of the scrap ma- uh, material and and you fabricate exactly what you need. It does speed up the process. Um, still, it's going to take a while. Um, there are a lot of repairs, but you certainly speed up the process. Uh, I, I will say... You can, this will buy you enough time if you would like to explore, like this will, this will definitely buy you enough time to forage into the forest if you'd like for the, let before, us, you, before you step down in the evening. Let us foray loosely, not outside of an hour of foraying though, if you get my drift, like uh-huh. we are keeping close watch on this time. Which just peeks up from un- uh, the depths of the boat. We can go look. I think I think so, Rosebud. You you single handedly have saved us the light, and um, as much as all of us can mostly see in the dark, I would prefer not being. Considering this type of creature was out during the day, I don't want to know what's out during the night. Maybe chill things are out at night. You never know. Well, what are chilpins? Chill things. Calm Chill things. things. Oh, yes. That sounded much scarier when I thought it was the other thing. <laughs> I wonder what a chilpin is. I'm sure something's called it. I, f- I feel like it would be something from the North Oma, and then that's about as far as that conversation was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if we're able to set out, uh, Geth would be willing and able to join Rosebud on the adventure and everyone else. Jewel, Jewel, let's go explore! Um, My fun. Osmar and Yara stay behind to try and finish up the repairs. Um, Nemin and Munim uh, stay behind, but Fikri and Misfar decide to join you as you explore. Fikri and Misfar? Ikri and Misfar, yes, the two sort of main lore keepers there. The the lore keeper and his like main assistant. Okay. Would before we physically set out on this journey, at some point in these few hours, would a short rest be obtainable? 
if you would like to do a short rest uh, before, I will allow it. We can say uh, that uh, we can say that you guys were able to eke out a short rest because uh, Rosebud was able to fabricate, and that really sped things up. So I will allow a short rest because of that. Okay. Cool. Um, I am going to provide. Yeah, I'm going to provide aid at level three. To our frontliners? To our front. To, well, to Fikri and Miss Far, I feel mm. like. Uh huh. And to. Good call. Who else? Who, who of our frontliners that gets up in combat has the quote unquote lowest health and lowest AC? Tulip. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't, could give it to Tulip. Shouldn't, shouldn't be on the front line, but he always is. Yeah. No, don't give it to Tulip. That's, that was a joke. Okay. So uh, so it's between Oma, who has AC of 21, uh, so I think maybe not, uh, Jewel and Lavender. Jewel's got an so, AC of 17 and hit points of 51. Uh, Lavender has an AC of 16 and 86 HP, so... I think Jewel. I think Jewel. So Jewel, you have um, aid at level three, which means uh, plus ten to your base HP, to your maximum HP. Um, yeah, and then also we have given that to our two sea elves, Fikri and Miss Far, if they're going to join us. Our two, our two death flagged CL friends. Yes, and I will extend that just because I can. Um, meaning that it will last until early morning, uh, for everyone. Um, and then I'm also going to mage armor myself. So that's one, two, three, and then one for mage armor. Um. I'm just doing that so that I keep track of what I've done. And then short rest. Okay. And did everyone else get their short rest in? Mm. Um, I will give the ring to Lavender for now because Tulip cannot wear it without the the now melted armor that he's used to having. So uh, I will hand it over to you, Lavender. It has currently in it uh, two level one cure wounds and three uh, level one shields of faith. Hold on. Uh... Two cure wounds. And three shield of faith. Yes. Is shield of faith is that a a self spell or is that I can put that on anyone? You can put that on anyone. It's a plus two uh, for as long as you're concentrating on it. Cool. Okay, we have prepared Fickery and Misfar as good as we can. Let us set off into the jungle. Okay. I'm scared. 
<laughs> I'm scared too. <laughs> so, Hunter, onward. Mm-hmm. All right, I need. So, I need one of you to roll me a d6. I'll do it. I'll do it. Can I, while we're doing this, before whatever resolves on the six here, can I just say that I am marking a path with, like, piles of dirt (laughs) if I need to. It's, like, every 30 feet, I'm just, like... Pile of dirt, symbol, something. I, wherever right. we're going, I need to make sure we have a way back. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I need one of you to roll me a survival check. This is considered difficult terrain. Survival check. So moving oh, forward, that way you guys know. I mean, this is all heavy jungle. So. Wow, what is with my rolls today? Oh, come on, I've got a plus eight. Okay, so 13 total for that survival check. Okay, so uh, with a thirteen, you you aren't slowed down, <clears throat> but it is certainly a struggle to fight your way through the green canopies. As you reach the tree line, you see these sprawling. Coconut trees and palm trees that go onward seemingly in every uh, direction. As soon as you leave the beach, uh, it is like you are swallowed by a totally different world. Um, Again, what concerns you all is that there really isn't any noise. This is a jungle supposed to be alive with the vibrancy of what Uthal Tals has to offer. And yet, as you wade through the shrubs and greenery, the only thing that accompanies you are your own footsteps and the occasional breeze that shakes the trees. What a wonderfully spooky jungle. Ugh, my scales are rising here. And as you... Hold on, I need to roll. Uh-oh. Okay. As you are driving through this dense wilderness... You are making an effort by by cutting through the 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 vines that dangle and and smack your face and and you're pushing through the long reaching branches that seem to constantly be scraping against pieces of your armor. You do finally hear something, Jewel, as you're leading the pack. I think it was you, the one that yeah, your survival. So as you lead the pack. The wind dies down, the trees go silent, and yet you hear the ruffling of shrubs in the distance. 
about 40, maybe 50. Actually, no, make a, make it a, make a perception check before I give it to you. Okay, yes, you are able, right. So you can tell probably in the north eastern direction, about 40, 50 feet or so away in the shrubs, there seems to be something moving. And with a perception check, you can tell that it's not alone, that there's more than one thing that seems to be moving. She's gonna, like, pause and, like, hold up a hand and, like, you know, signal something ahead. And then uh, Squeaks will clamber out from under her hair, where it usually, you know, sleeps. And she's going to send Squeaks up and over to try to get a bird's eye view. Okay. Um, can you please uh, elaborate on just how far up he goes? Because if he goes above the tree line, he's not going to be able to see anything through this canopy. He'll stay just below the canopy. Um, Hopping from tree to tree, or just flying? Uh, just flying. Weaving in and out. Okay. Hold on. She'll probably, you know, send him up and then have him, like, circle around so he's coming at whatever she saw from, like, the side. Mm-hmm. Not directly on. So, as the bat kind of weaves in and out of the tree line, hopping and from, you know, ducking and diving through the branches, uh, it makes a wide U-turn, and it comes across to... Large, shaggy creatures that seem to be picking at one another with gray fingers. Um, since you weren't really uh, doing any sort of stealth check, I did roll high enough to where one of these creatures notice you, and it one of these creatures turns up. And this is a ape, a very large ape. And it looks at you sort of casually. I mean, you're a bat. Um, and then it just returns uh, to its grooming with its mate. Don't Joel open her eyes and lean back towards the others. So there's some rather large ape creatures ahead. Perhaps we should... Uh... Find a different path, see if we can go around them. Uh, yeah, that would be wise. Um, I I don't see why we should disturb the local fauna. She'll uh, have Squeaks look for a, a route that will take them around these creatures. Hey, when uh, you say large, by the way, Pedro, like, obviously... Uh, squeaks thinks everything's everything is large, but from like a Jules perspective, are we talking IRL gorilla or are we talking like dire gorilla in giant apes? Okay. Oh god. 
They are huge creatures. They are huge creatures. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, let's avoid that, Jewel. Oh, baby King yeah. Kongs. Got it. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll find a way around. <laughs> according to the Monster Manual, considered huge creatures. I have to remember. I'm like, in my brain, they're huge, but large just encompasses it enough for me. I have to remember that there's like actual classifications of like, no, if you say large... There are actually like, large These beasts. are legit trees. These are yeah. the size of legit trees. <laughs> they are, you know, going around. We're going to give them pounds. lots of room. <laughs> yes. like, like, you know, plenty of room. We're going to stay way away from these. Way, way more. Yeah. So, um, I need you to be a little s- quieter and a little more careful now. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I need you to... Yeah, I rolled really low on my perception, so they haven't noticed you. Even though none of you guys rolled survive, uh, rolled stealth checks. We're going to do that I, now. I rolled like a four on my pa- on my perception. Um, so, uh, yeah, make... Sur- I, need ev- I need you to make a group... Uh, survive, uh, uh, I need you to make a survival check to try and find another path. Before anyone And then I need rolls. you to make a, a group stealth check. So, yeah. majority wins, right? As long as most of you pass, you should be okay. Sounds good. So before anyone rolls, for all of those heavy armor users, Rosebud and Oma, I am utilizing my Restore Balance uh, feature to negate your disadvantage for this stealth roll. Thank you. I'm going to use Guidance on myself instead of the Survival roll, because... Ah, crap. Because I'm more likely to fail it than not. Okay. Sorry, Pedro, did you say you wanted us all to both do survival and stealth? Okay. No, I just need one to do survival, who's ever leading the group. And then I need the group's uh, stealth check. Oh, no. That's not good. <laughs> uh, let me just do my stealth personally for Geth. Normal. Okay, and then here comes an Oma with just a flat roll because of my feature. Oh no! Okay. Oh no! So, unfortunately, um, only two of you passed the stealth check, which means three of you failed, and that is a group fail. They didn't just fail. We had two characters that horribly <laughs> failed. Like, they went down in a cloud. Like, everybody's trying to turn around. We're trying to, like, you know, get out of here. They, they're just like, you know, they, they both trip on roots and, like, clatter against each other. And it's a mess. Oh, yeah, and also I rolled for my own characters. And one of them was a 2 and the other one was a 10. So, uh, that's not good. Um... Oh, but wait, the uh, guidance for Rosebud would bring his stealth up to a 10. Does meeting it for the third one? That would mean we'd have a, three, a, though, a ten, pass, right? A 10 does not meet the... I don't know I where you, you got that from. No, I said I rolled um, for Fikri and for oh, okay. uh, Miss Far, and one of them rolled a 2, which was a failure, and a 10, which was also a failure. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah I, no, we're, we're, we're boned. Yeah. Maybe um, we can befriend the monkeys. <laughs> Here's open. So, Lavender, I I would love it. 
um, if you describe to me how this thing, uh, how how this works out for you, what what makes you fail so spectacularly? Okay, so we're in a a dense forest. Yes, it's like a tropical jungle. Yes, and Oma also failed. Correct. Hmm. I feel like I mean the first thing that came to mind was like stepping on a twig, but that's not like you know, it's not glorious enough. So <clears throat> I'm gonna say that Lavender was fascinated by these these creatures that he wanted to get a closer look. Um, so first he stepped on a twig, which alerted him. Uh, and he instinctively just took a step back. Uh, his back. You, did you say there were like palm trees? Yeah, there were or like, like there's there's palm trees, trees and, like... and coconut trees, both. Yeah. Yeah. After stepping on twig, you know, he just jumps back. Uh, his sizable body smacks like a coconut tree, and all the coconuts just start dropping. Um, one hits him on the head. And he's like, oh! And he's just making, it. like, like this melodic, like, wind chime sound <laughs> as all the coconuts start dropping and hitting various rocks of different depths. And almost Oma. wearing her armor. Oma. It's just like, dunk, 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 dunk. <laughs> A bunch hit Oma. <laughs> um, yes, and so you, you, um, you make a, a cacophony of coconut noises and jewel of the mountain. You're sort of ahead of the group a little bit and you hear it and your head just immediately kind of whips around uh, and you hear this sort of like ruffling and you hear the, 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 the sound of cracking as, as the trees bend and you see two huge, gorilla hands reach out from the green and sort of plant themselves on this on these trees and and easily just bends the trees uh in their entirety uh revealing this huge giant ape uh with its uh gnarled furrowed hairy brow you see that there are there are scars uh one of them the one that's looking at you is is missing an eye, and it has chunks of its lips missing. Seems to be like it, it has fought something before, something with like claws. And uh, it looks at you, and it narrows its single eye, uh, and it just you see it, and you like instinctually just like flinch as its chest uh, begins to just inflate. <gasps> And then you just see it begin to beat on its uh, on its uh, chest. Uh, that's her. and not unlike the sounds it, it, that the coconuts I... make. <laughs> just a quick, rapid. Uh, what were you saying, Lavender? Is it too late to try and uh, reason with these creatures? Could he take like one of the cracked open coconuts and maybe sprinkle some of his snacks and maybe some? Nuts, fruit, maybe some chocolate he had uh, okay. into this acai bowl <laughs> and offer. <laughs> um, 
that sounds like it'll take a little bit longer, but there is a little, there's a little bit of time, you know, it's not like these things are on you immediately. Um, so yeah, why don't you go ahead and make a, uh, performance check for me to try and, uh, as you, as you see these coconuts and you kind of see the writing on the wall, you're just like, oh god, like, let me try and figure this out. So, you make this sort of excellent, uh, presentation of, uh, these things, uh, of, of this, like, coconut and what, however, apes are incredibly territorial. Uh, and this thing looks at you with this platter of things that look delicious and that it wants. Uh, and it immediately just starts to go for you, Lavender. Um, as to whether or not, as to whether or not it, it, it approaches you, it's still huffing and puffing, uh, and it has sort of made a beeline for you. I need you all to roll initiative. Um, yeah, I need you all to roll initiative. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Let's see if I can roll above a five. Oh, do you already have the uh, the initiative list up, Pedro? Oh, yes. Let me grab that. I don't know if it'll auto-populate it. I think it does auto-populate, yes. So as uh, Lavender sort of offers up this platter, uh, you see these two monkeys, these two giant apes, just essentially charge out of uh, of the um, of the wood. I scared. Actually, you only see one charge out, but you know there are two. Initiative rolls. Where are you, button? There you are. Oh, plus we get bonuses from um, Oma. Oma uh, plus four because the proficiency's gone up. I think. Think so. Aura of let's see oh. here. Wow! Look at this. So apparently, the world just really wanted us to get in this fight because, like, the initiatives are all looking great here. <laughs> So this is, I think, the one that gives us... Okay, whenever you are friendly... That's a saving throw, wrong one. She's got too many auras. Um, aura of protection. The courage. Aura of the sentinel. Equal to the proficiency okay. bonus. Yeah, that's the one. Aura of the sentinel. The plus four, okay. Twenty-two! I was ready for monkey. Oops, crap. I really wish. Okay, well, that's technically the one from Oma there. Um, I'm just going to... Can someone add... Can you add Oma into the initiative just manually, and I will overwrite the numbers? Sure. Did someone already put my number up? Uh... Someone's adjusting my numbers. It looks like me. A- I was fiddling with the because uh, you guys got the same number, but you've got different initiatives. So I was trying to put the the point one and point three on there. Ah, oh, we were ready this time. <laughs> oh damn! 
Barilla. Oh, you're doing that one too. So Oma has a dex, if we care about it, of um, plus one. Just... Oh, her initiative bonus is a plus four. Does she get some kind of other special initiative thing? I had a plus. Uh, she gets her own sentinel. Well, yeah, she she gets her sentinel, but like her initiative, like her roll is a fifteen plus four. Oh, so is that where you're not... putting point three point one or whatever? Yeah, because uh, like the gotcha. vendor's no, initiative bonus sense. is a plus one. Yours is a plus three. That's that why I was just sense. doing point one point three. No, that that checks out. Oh, monkeys rolled pretty high for initiative too, but not high enough. He's basically knocked it out of the water. Knocked it out of the park. I don't know why I said water. Maybe because we're on an island. (laughs) Makes sense. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I don't want to blow anything too big. But apes are strong. Apes together are strong. Okay, um, so, um, yes, make um, ape, become ape, mm-hmm. then befriend ape. I think I would just be too dumb and angry <laughs> over the territorial dispute, as yeah, just Andrew just said. Get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait a second, this is my territory, my group. <laughs> All right, everyone's rolled. We're all good to go. Music starting. This is difficult terrain. This is difficult terrain. Make sure to write a note for that. So you are essentially all traveling at half speed, except Jewel, because I don't think she works under difficult terrain, correct? Uh, No, she she can't get bogged down by difficult terrain. If she can supplement herself with her uh, feline agility, but right. she uh, use occasionally. Oddly enough, it's actually Rosebud that he has mobile, so oh, that's what it is. I'm like, but only if I dash. dash. Before we get into combat, should we do a quick short rest here, like IRL? <laughs> yeah, let's take a quick yeah, break. Quick break. Sounds good. Is everyone good to go? For I'm good. Oh, yeah. an hour or so. Yeah, I'm right. I'm good. Till monkeys uh, or. I will be back. I'm scared.
Hello, I'm back. All right. Back. Welcome back. So apparently it's all over the news. Ezra Miller's done. He's dropped from Warner Brothers. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They're not going to use him after the Flash movie. Oh, so they're going to keep them in? They're not going to scrap the movie? I mean, this movie has probably cost them seven years and million, hundreds of millions of dollars. They should I'm just sure. go all in and make an Ezra Miller, Amber Heard, um, <laughs> buddy, DC movie. Just go all in. That'd be awful. Agreed. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I mean, I don't know, you could throw them as villains. 
Ezra Miller can be a villain and Amber Heard can be a villain. Oh. It would clearly suit them more than their uh, more heroic roles. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe they tack on to the end of the movie like a small scene because the whole thing is about Barry going and changing the timeline. That's the whole point of Flashpoint, which is what they're basing the, the movie off of. So my guess is, is at the very end of the movie, when everything's all said and done and the dust has finally settled from multiversal timeline shenanigans, Ezra Miller's going to like pop out of a portal and it's like not going to be Ezra Miller anymore. It's, it's going to be like some other actor. Or if they ever decide to do a sequel for The Flash, which, let's be honest, they're probably not. They're going to do... Yeah, I know. Well, who knows? Maybe it'll do really well, but I'm not holding my breath. Uh, they'll probably introduce Wally instead of Barry. So. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Which is... Uh, I mean, I'm a huge Barry fan, so I'm, I'd am i be disappointed, but I totally get it if they're like, uh, let's just Do use you Wally. watch the, uh, the CW series? I watched the first uh, four seasons or so. I know Wally's in it. They, they did like Crisis, and Ezra Miller like had a cameo. And it's interesting seeing that crossover. Yeah, my God, wouldn't it be awesome if freaking Grant Gustin or whatever his name is just be, he popped out of the portal and he was like, "I'm the Flash now." <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I, I like him as as an actor, so you know, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. I actually, I still think Stephen Amell is great and should have jumped to the like the movie scene. Oh yeah, I think he's he's go he's gone on to do more serious acting with like his his uh, wrestling movie, TV show now, right? Yeah, yeah, he's doing more serious stuff now. I wouldn't mind if Stephen Amell was Barry, because I want a blonde yeah. Barry. <laughs> that would be that would blow everyone's mind. <laughs> well, it would be, you know, I, I think Stephen Amell has to worry about being typecasted, right? So if he takes uh, the Barry route, who's a bit more of like a dorky, makes dad jokes every once in a while, but kind of keeps to himself, kind of nerdy, scientist route, it would sort of break the mold from his sort of gruff characters that he's always playing. Anyways, let's go ahead and, uh, is everyone back yet? Yes, I guess Leah and Ryan aren't yet. Mm Mm-hmm. I actually wanted, um, you know, the guy who plays Homelander, uh, for the boys. I think he'd make a good Barry. I just, I don't think I could ever see him as a good guy after boys. Well, here's, here's the thing. I think he'd be a great Barry, and then I think he'd be a great reverse Flash, who, in canon, had surgery done to look just like Barry, so he can go back in time and screw with Barry's life. So I would love the idea of there being, like, literally he's playing both Barry Allen, and Eobard Thawne. Hmm. 
Did you guys watch um, Moon Knight? Because um, Oscar Isaac playing all the different personalities was was great. No, it's on my list. Okay, I'm getting around to a lot of TV shows I should be catching up on. I mean, I, I would say like Oscar Isaac might be the best actor in like the MCU. I am back. Well, that doesn't surprise me. He has the rest. He has the acting chops for sure. I mean, he's been in 10, 15 years worth of like serious dramatic movie acting <laughs> before he does Moon Knight. I don't know though. Jude Law's got quite a pedigree. We're just waiting on Leah now. Did you end up watching Miss Ma- uh, Miss Marvel, Wes? Yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, I don't mind that they kind of changed her origin a bit. Um, it's been enjoyable so. Far. I mean, it's only been two episodes, but like, yeah. I find it kind of weird because we're at a place where we're probably not going to get Mister Fantastic till another three or four years. Did they already announced a movie? Yeah, but like they haven't even casted it yet. I don't even think they've done the script for it yet. Did you watch um, Doctor Strange? I did, yes. But okay. I mean, it, they might go with that. <clears throat> I mean, he made a cameo. Did, did everyone uh, watch Doctor Strange before I talk about it? I have seen Doctor Strange in and the newest one, yes. I have, but I'm, not, I'm probably not going to go see it, so feel free. Well, if you're okay with me spoiling, then... Um, yeah, go for it. Ah, cat, hello. I, I really hope John Krasinski was more than just a, a one-off cameo. Here's the thing, I think he wants to direct. I think that was his thing. I mean, he directed and acted in, in that one movie. What was that? Uh, a Quiet Place? Yeah, it worked out, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I just... Um, I don't know. Word on the street is that um, Kevin is hesitant to give actors uh, directing roles as well because he's worried that that like, might set a precedent. That's what the word on the street sure. is. But if, if Taika can... I mean, also Taika's on another level, so it's hard to like compare John Krasinski to Taika, but, you know... I think it's very different. Yeah, that's fair. Taika playing a side character in his movie as opposed to being the leading role, right? Yeah, that's that's fair. So we're we're in a period where we're not going to get Fantastic Four. We're not going to get Mister Fantastic probably for another three years around. Around you know, so we have Miss Marvel now and. Same thing with the doctor with the with the multiverse of madness. They introduced Black Bolt, who is an Inhuman, and so it's like, okay, you established the Inhumans with Black Bolt. All you need to do is just say that the Terrigen Mists come from Black Bolt and his land of you know the of the Inhumans on the moon. And I think that's a great. I just don't really see why they needed to change her her power set and her background. I think it could have worked. Personally, I think it's just from like a, a CGI perspective. I feel like they couldn't make it look 
cool enough on the the Disney Plus budget. I, I don't know. I mean, Mr. Fa- it looks good with Mr. Fantastic uh, or, uh, in all of his Fantastic Four iterations. They've made a bunch of Mr. Fantastic movies with the same power set. And not to mention, we got The Incredibles, Elastic Woman. Like, and I know it was cartoony, but like, I, th- I think that the stretching powers would have been fine. It's not even like she stretches like to absurd lengths or anything like that, like Mr. Fantastic. She just does like body parts. So I think it could have been fine. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I'm liking the, the show so far. I thought they did a great job with the casting. Um, that's cool. I had no idea that the actress was actually 19 because she legit gives me like the 13 year old vibes or like that's early cool. high school. I'm assuming she's playing like a 15 or 14, 15 or 16 year old. Yeah, like freshman, sophomore, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone's back. If I'm not mistaken, we were just waiting on Leah, but it sounds like she's back. It looks like she's back, I should say. Mm-hmm. I'm here. All right, so let's go ahead and. Or... Back to it. Man, I don't know uh, what's wrong. My mouth. The receiver's like not. Okay, there we go. All right. Uh, Rosebud, you see this uh, gorilla with its eyes wanna... on the prize. You might want to uh, redo the thing, just uh, descending, because uh, Jules should be going first. Oh, sorry. Thank you. No problem. Jewel, you... Same thing. You see this monkey making a beeline for Lavender, who has offered up uh, this poo-poo platter as a peace sign. But it doesn't look uh, friendly, right? No, it does not. Because the problem was, as he was doing it, Lavender smiled at him. Normally, <laughs> that would have been perfect, because Lavender's got a $10 smile, right? It looks great, but bearing his, uh, teeth. Bearing his teeth shows aggression. Uh, so this this gorilla just goes right for him. What do you do? Okay. Uh, she kind of looks at the group. What are we doing? Are, are we fighting it? Are, are we running? What, what what's gonna? Yeah. She's like, oh. quick glance at the rest of the group. Like, okay. it's everybody I don't think bracing? we have a choice. <laughs> Okay, then she is going to... Uh... Frighten it off! Jewel, frighten it off! She's going to uh, reach out. She's going to start running away, first of all. She's going to get, like, you know, solid 50 feet away from these things. And oh, start I will firing. say, 50 feet away, you are going to lose sight of it. Oh, it's too much undergrowth? There's just too much. You're going to yeah. have an incredibly challenging time. Uh, if you move too far away. Okay, well, she's gonna move to the limits of, you know, catching, you know, being able to see it, and she's gonna start firing Eldritch Blast at the face of this one that's attacking Lavender. Alright. So, roll that dice. (laughs) Uh, Your first one just goes wide and just blasts off more coconuts. Uh, and the second one hits with a 20, so go ahead and roll damage. 
six force damage right in the face. All right. And she's gonna... Can I use my bonus action to try to hide behind a tree? Uh, yeah. Go ahead and roll stealth. I think that's what you do for hiding. Yep. All right. Yeah, you are almost positive. You're you have you you are literally like born of this sort of jungle environment, uh, and so your um, coat, which is sort of like this like uh, orangish uh, sort of uh, grayish, you know, uh, you, you say you kind of look like a leopard, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you're able to sort of blend in fairly well with some of these vibrant colors of uh, of the of the greenery around you. Oma, Oma, she uh, looks at this charging monkey and she says, I, "I do not think that we can we can run from this monstrosity. It's the size of the moon." Uh, would you like me to play as Oma, or is anyone else going to play as her? Because I can do both. There's only two enemies this time, so it's not like I'm <laughs> juggling a hundred things. I, if I recall, Oma primarily has two attacks, no real bonus action stuff, and has their lay on hands and smite, so I can I can hit that, I think. Alright, poor choice of words, but uh, I think I will hand over the reins to you. Choice of words? I feel like I missed something. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's okay, Ryan. <laughs> like, I just mean that's the basic attacks. There's all of the other stuff, of course. But anyways, attacka. Uh, Alright. Is she going to get so, in front of Lavender? Tank it? Sure. Yeah, ca- canonically, we have said that they are next to each other because she <laughs> she got played like a drum. Yeah. Oh, also so, another poor choice of words. I'm sorry. Picking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I completely missed it. Picking some uh, some greenery from their uh, their cloak and flourishing out with the uh, long needle. Uh, Oma's going to come up and say, "Back, back, go back to your." Uh, we know there's two of them, right? Uh, you do, because Jewel had mentioned that there are two. Go back to your family and just give it a few directing pokes. All right. Um, Roll. So, is there any method to gain advantage on this, such as through movement? She's only got 15 feet of movement in the rough terrain, but uh, and it is a huge creature, but depending on where Lavender is, maybe they could get diagonal. Sure, I'll allow it, since there's no map. Okie So, weaving around the coconut tree that had um, had harried her so deftly and attracted this, uh, she gets her shield out, slides across some, um, some I don't know, poison ivy or, or prickles with the shield and comes out behind the, the left back uh, foot of this... Uh, giant ape and tries to sort of like stab it in the heel to like get it to move away um all right so just uh oh this is i clicked normal um this i'll need to roll twice for the advantage so first attack is a 23 i'll just roll it again uh long sword to 
see if it gets a crit. Oh, it got a crit! It's the same exact uh, damage, which is funny. So that is the normal damage for which it... Uh, it is the same damage. Rolled low on that one. That's fine. Because um, I think it automatically does it. So then, yeah, I guess smite. Uh... I, I think a smite is a uh, 2d8, if I recall, with a normal level of smite. But Can you, um, can you not access her, her sheet? I, I've got her sheet up. I'm just pulling up uh, what actually... Here we go. Divine smite. There we go. Yeah. So that is with a level 2 slot. It goes that. So I guess I'll put a level 3. Okay. Because then that makes it 3d8. 3d8 goes up an extra 1d8. So that well, means I mean... it's going to be 6d8. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, sorry. No, you're right. Uh, the extra damage is 2d8 for a first level spell slot, plus 1d8 for each spell level higher than first. Yeah. So if you do it at second so level, it would be 3d8. At... Right. And then doubled with the, with the... Should crit. I just... Do we think Oma would put a huge smite into this? Should I do a third I... level? I mean, we are only out for an hour and probably heading back to the base. That's uh, fair. You're going up for a big hit. Uh, Well, she's trying to scare it off, so she wants to do max damage. 8d8, because you smite it. Level 3 smite. So, that's 8d8. Alright. How do I roll again? Forward slash roll. 8d8, I think. Lord, why'd I give you advantage? (laughs) (laughs) Ka-chunk! Give you advantage and just immediately, <laughs> you immediately spit it in my face. <laughs> so that is All a right. total of 14 plus 41 is 55. Wow. So she has called out to her gods, the smoky meat one, I guess. I don't know which one she's got. And she's just like, I don't want to put you on a spit. Get out of here. And just gives it a good boom. And right on the back of its... Uh, it's big monkey heel. There's just like an explosion of smoke and it rocks up uh, through the fur and blows it over a little bit for her first attack. Wow. First attack. As, as uh, Jim Carrey would say, a smoking. Smoking indeed. All right. Um, I'll do the second yeah. attack now. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're not even done. All right. Cool. <laughs> yes, sorry. That was just All right. All right. almost good. Uh, okay. Bad, monkey. <laughs> Prepare to be frightened away, which is the intent of all this. Uh, right. 11 slashing damage on the last one. Okay. And I believe that is the uh, repertoire. I don't know any of the bonus action stuff they can do, so I will call that done. Well played, Oma. Well played. Uh, Geth You're up, is Geth. going to come. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm going to see this explosion of smoky meat. Um, I only have visual on this singular target, correct? There's not the both of them? Correct. Uh, Am I within arm reach, as in I will actually uh, get attacked if I try to move out of the arm reach of Giant Ape? Now, I actually know a fair bit about them and their reach because I've been one, and many of our party members have. Um, No. Because this thing is not near you. It's near Oma and Lavender. So I will take a little bit of a step back so I'm still within, you know, 25-ish feet of it. Uh, And I will... (sighs) Let me just see here. Blast! 
Well, I can blast it. I think what I'll do is... Does this make sense? One second. Uh, target. An action or a bonus action. No. Okay, yeah, I guess I'm just going to uh, try a magic missile. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do a... Oh, fuck it. I'm going to do something that I've never done before. Uh, I'm going to pull out the... Uh, ball bearings that I have and we're going to uh, or sorry the caltrops my mistake mm -hmm. I'm gonna grab 10 of them and toss them up in the air and uh, touch my uh, my focus and cast animate objects on 10 tiny you had the same idea as me nice <laughs> <laughs> on 10 tiny creatures here uh, 10 tiny objects so um I will up to a minute. Yeah, that's probably all I need. Uh, I'll, so I'll share it with you. Thank you. Yes. So essentially, I because they're tiny, I have ten uh, tiny objects, caltrops that are flying. Whoops, that's not as Oma though. That was Geth. Whoops. I don't really know. Uh, I don't know if they can attack on this turn. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. As a bonus action, I can mentally command any creature I've made within 500 feet of me and decide what it does. So guard. Yeah, so I guess I'll get them to attack. So I am essentially doing 10 attack rolls. Caltrops considered tiny. Technically, they'd be considered uh, minuscule, but there's no rules for that. There's the closest it goes is to tiny. I just, I have a hard time believing that these are considered minus tiny. Would you I prefer mean, I take it as small? Uh, or are no, you saying no? I'm saying they'd be smaller than tiny. Oh, because the I mean, it's not like you're getting hit with like a. You know, like a hammer, which is tiny. You're getting hit with a, you know, a ball bearing the size of a thumb. Are you saying it's too small to utilize for this spell in this context? No, I think you can utilize it, but I'm having okay. a hard time thinking you could do a full-on eight damage with this thing. Uh, real quick, so here is the. Um, it would actually fall under the category of. Fine. So it goes fine, diminutive, tiny, small, medium, large, huge, gargantuan, colossal. Uh, okay. Fine is six inches or less, and max weight is one uh, eighth a pound or less. Okay, I got it. I got it. I look at the minuscule, I mean the minuscule, the massive amount of coconuts around me, and I target them instead. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now we're talking. <laughs> We've got ten tiny, quote-unquote, uh, floating coconuts whirling around the battlefield now um, and going for their attacks. I don't know how to roll this easily, uh, so I'm just going to do a command. For <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. How what? good was the growth this year? How big are these coconuts? I mean, 
coconuts can get pretty big. <laughs> Try, trying to get you one size higher. So uh, the co- coconuts typically measure between six and twelve inches, according to Google. That sounds like tiny to me. So what did you say was tiny? What was what was the tiny? Was uh, sorry, you said six and twelve inches. Mm-hmm. That would fall under diminutive. All right. So tiny still then. I mean, yeah, it's okay. close enough. I'm going for the tiny. All right. So anyways, I've got to do this 10 times because I've got 10 tiny objects whirling around, smacking the shit out of this ape. I am just going to roll them all. Uh, I roll. No, because it adds them together. Okay, I guess I'll do this. Um, Oh, God. Can I just. Yeah. One, two, three. Can't roll them all together. Four. It doesn't add it together. Five, six, <laughs> seven. For the sake of Sandy, eight, I will I will not animate nine, objects in the same combat as Gat. Ten. I mean, you can. It's totally fine. Um, just I'm pretty sure you can roll them all at once. Is what I'm saying. I don't know about a a thing for that. So, anyways, uh, so what if you do the, the dice for? roller, yeah. and then you roll eight d. 20s plus 8. Okay, I've yeah. never used that. I'll do yeah. that next time. Use advanced dice roller. Should be able to do that. I'll well, do I that think next you have, time. if it say like 8 d20, it'll roll all the yeah. d20s and then add them together, not oh, individual d20s I plus 8. I, yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Sorry. I'll set okay. up a macro later. So, um, there's a bunch uh, if you just want to maybe give me the AC. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, uh, that might be easier. So... Uh, Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven hit. And one was a crit. And one was a crit. But wait, that doesn't. I'm missing one. Hold on, one. Okay, actually, eight hit. Eight hit. The the 11 and the nine miss. Looks like everything else hits. So I had uh, eight hit. One was crit. I'm going to set up some rules to make this easier in the future. Okay, so I'm going to do, uh, for the seven, I'm going to do advanced dice roller. And I'm going to do seven d4 plus, uh, what is the calculation of plus four Damage times seven is twenty-eight, so plus twenty-eight. So here's the non-crit. Huh? Say again. I said animate objects is hella good. <laughs> Forty-seven bludgeoning damage, I assume, from the coconuts, and then I'll Ew. just do the the two d four plus four because this is the crit. So I'm just rolling it twice. So, 54 total coconut damage. <laughs> All right. And I call out, uh, just drive them back, drive them back. And they sort of, like, bludgeon all up and down, like, from the top of the thigh, trying to, like, force their legs back and put them back on their heels, where where Oma just uh, 
hit their other heel, so it's sort of like off balance, not mechanically. But anyways, yeah. that's so this just wave of coconuts just uh, ten times over just smacks the shit out of these gorillas, out of this gorilla, I should say. And yeah, Josh, don't not do that just because I yeah no. Yeah, I, I so I'm not opposed to you doing that spell, obviously, but I just and and even with the ball bearings, that's totally fine. I just have a hard time believing that ball bearings could do up to eight damage. That just seems like a lot. But coconuts, I've gotten hit with a coconut before; it hurts. So that's I could believe that. How do you uh, feel about nails? <laughs> uh, nails. I guess since those like pierce your skin what about very pointy caltrops I, mean, I I wouldn't consider them tiny though those would be like minuscule yeah so I we'll have to figure out things That's fine. smaller I wasn't, than tiny I wasn't planning on using it for this one anyway mainly because I want to have something in the back pocket in case shit goes wrong sure and but yeah uh it's is that uh, the end of Geth's turn? Uh, so other than I moved out of the range, um, and when I cast this, I would have like put myself out of visual range, if possible, of after c- sending the command. But uh, that's okay. about it. So you put yourself out of visual range, and you stumble upon the second gorilla, who was moving around to try and flank you guys. Um, yeah. And now it is Lavender's turn. Uh, Lavender is going to use his bonus action. Uh, I assume we can't flank it because it's so big, right? You're already flanking with um, you're already oh. flank- flanking with Oma. That's how she got the crit last turn. Cool. Then uh, he will just uh, use his bonus action to summon his arms. All right, uh, I need to make a deck save. Yep. I don't make it. Okay. I, by the looks of it, yeah, I don't make it. Eight damage. Eight um, damage. How is it looking? Um, you pummeled. Everyone's just piled onto this thing. It's looking hurt. It's bleeding and bruised, uh, and there's a wildness in its eyes that says. Oh my god, this is horrible. What have I done? <laughs> um, uh, I, I want to preface that these will be non-fatal, if okay. possible. Um, sure. He's just going to try and subdue it. Okay. It's at a low enough HP with, with two attacks. All right. Oh. What? Oh, flank, flanking rule is just like plus two, right? You get advantage. Oh, we are doing advantage. You, okay. You get advantage, correct. So that probably would have been your first roll, yeah. So with okay. a 13, you meet the AC. That's 12 damage, 12 and then damage. Uh, second attack. When he meets the AC? I mean, it doesn't meet, sorry. <laughs> that. Um. But he hits for sure. So that's thirteen. Uh, this thing is pretty much on death's door. This thing maybe has like one, two more hits before this thing goes down. This thing is looking rough. 
Yep, that'll uh, end his turn. Okay, yeah. Um, it is now your turn, Rosebud. Alright, first thing Rosebud's doing is he reaches down beneath his cloak and pulls out a sack and then sees all these coconuts already flying around ah, and drops to the ground, raises uh, raises a symbol and casts Sacred Flame on the monkey as well as Shield of Faith on Oma. Okay, so you cast Shield of Faith. And sacred flame. Uh, flame. I need to make a save. Deck save. Oh, that is such a bad roll. Oh, I rolled a fifteen on the die. So the ah, streak of, of Rosebud not doing any damage continues. <laughs> it's fine. Oma has plus two AC. Two, two years into this campaign, and you've done like ten damage. <laughs> One plus two AC. Oh, I love yeah, it. It's one of my favorite running jokes. Um, and also, the game has decided uh, I'm a support character, and there's nothing <laughs> I can do about it. Would, Joshua, do you mind putting Shield of Faith into the? Oh yeah. Okay, thanks. Is that your turn? Ah, uh, yep. Yeah, it's my whole turn. All right. Uh, yeah, I won't bother moving too much further away. All right. Now it is the monkey's turn. The monkey being at such low HP uh, he's going to, I'm not even going to do a, like a wisdom save he's just going to straight up turn and run uh, do you guys do attacks of opportunity on this thing? No Okay. Omo is trying to drive it away yeah, that's what I figured Lavender, you said non-lethal damage before so I'm going to assume you're not even going to attack it yeah, yeah he's not trying to Okay. Yeah, this thing had, we, we are at fault here. <laughs> this thing went from uh, 157 to 12 in one round. <laughs> so, this thing is like, no way am I dealing with you guys. I'm out of here. Uh, he nopes out. He nopes out. However, the second ape, who does not realize that within a span of six seconds, uh, his mate or her mate was was brought down low, uh, sees Geth. Um, and is going to, uh, hey, I did say Guest stepped away and, and yeah, and no, it, it made sense narratively. And, um, I thought about doing it to Jewel, but she had that excellent hiding role. So I was like, well, uh, all right. It's going to make a multi-attack on <laughs> you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks. Right. I got a natural skills. twenty on one. Oh god! And then I got a thirteen oh. plus nine on the other. So I just want to oh, mechanically man, say that I have all my shit. So I just mm-hmm. need to make sure that you know that on that very first one, um, I think if I remember the phrasing on shield correctly, it doesn't actually. It, it triggers before. Damn it! It triggers before the damage would get through. Even though you would still technically hit me, because I am able to teleport with my other thing, we've sort of been treating it up to this point like I don't take damage. <laughs> right. I said, stop trying to smack me. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, the shield blocks the 20. That's what you're saying. The shield... Uh, so, like, here's the thing. You technically still hit me with the 20, but I pop out of existence. Like, I'm teleporting in reaction to the shield coming up. That is sort of the way we've been treating it. And I'm 30 feet away. 
So, so you kind of like up before you take damage. Or mm-hmm. yeah, no, nope. the uh, other it would also makes sense. pop up. Yeah. All right. So uh, instead of hitting you with that second attack for the fist, then it is going to grab a rock and throw it at you. Uh, it's dead. Um, uh, I roll a thirteen on that second attack, so I'm just going to have that carry over. Thirteen plus nine is 22 if i'm not mistaken i have an ac of 16 plus 5 is 21 so you'll hit me with that okay so um all right less i'm out of i uh, visual range but i think i have to be in visual range because i tell yeah um yeah you have to be in visual range because you teleported but also like i was gonna say that around 30 feet 25, 30 feet is around the mark of where you start to lose sight of things. Gotcha. Alright, so I'm going to roll 7d6 plus 6. I... 25. 25 bludgeoning damage. I need to roll concentration. Okay. Roll concentration. I think you need to do like, what is it, like half half of that, right? So that's 12, 12, 13. We'll do 13 because I hate you. Okay, 13. (laughs) I I accept this hatred. 13 concentration check. Um, Can I say. No, that doesn't make sense. Oh, drop it. Oh, you would have failed anyways. Uh, You don't have any bonuses or anything? That is my bonus. I guess because uh, it's a check, I don't think I can do. I don't think I can do my magical guidance. It's an ability check. I don't know if concentration is technically an ability check. Wouldn't it be a save? Is it a save? Hold on, let me check. If it's a save, uh, I do have higher bonuses. check is actually a constitution saving throw. Oh, okay. So I From have plus four. seven on my constitution saving throw, meaning that I would get an additional uh, four. So it yeah, I have 15. <laughs> yeah. So according to the player's handbook, whenever you take damage while you're concentrating on a spell, you must make a con saving throw to maintain your con. Concentration. Yeah. Then I have taken it and I've made the save. So this rock, which breaks into a couple pieces as it flies towards me, pummels me and just slams me up against a tree. And I cough, but not quite blood because I'm not quite as damaged. I think that uh, maybe it rolled off and, and ricocheted off of my shield a little bit. And I managed to keep concentration. All right. Um, and this thing is going to charge at you, so it's going to close the gap with its, uh... Well, I don't know if it can, actually. Nope, I can only do 20 feet of movement with because I'm also difficult to terrained, uh, so I can't reach you. I'm 10 feet away from you. Actually, I take that back, because I'm huge. So I think I have, like, a 10-foot range. Don't I? Yes. You do, yes. Oh, let's see. Where's my range here? Reach 10 feet. So I can still technically hit you, but I obviously I, I can't, so... All right. Points for the round. All right. Um, now, Jewel, you see this monkey uh, come into existence and then immediately turn right back around. Um, you hear sort of the other monkey, uh, uh, and you hear sort of the crackling rock of uh, it hit uh, somewhere out of view. Um, yes. 
What do you do? She, she's going to head over and she's going to sneak up behind the monkey that's attacking Geth. Not really sneaking, but she's just going to come up behind it and she's going to one-two with her claws at the back of this thing. Technically, your stealth how much carries movement over. Do you have? Mm-hmm. And she gets advantage because it's flanked. Right? Yeah, uh, sure. I'll allow that. Yeah. Um, no. But how much movement do you have? Uh, she can have, uh, so 30, so 60 movement have, so she'd have the full 30 movement, and I can supplement with other additional stuff if you need it, but. Okay, I want you to roll a general luck check to see if you happen to hide close to where Geth was. Yeah, because I mean, we were all kind of grouped up at the start You were all kind of grouped up, but you did mention that you separated yourself 30 feet away. You did specifically say that. Okay, yeah, I'll allow it. Cool. So you you were able to uh, do it close enough to where your 30 feet of movement can reach the monkey and Gaff. And she's gonna hex this thing. Alright. And she's gonna do a 1-2 from behind with her claws. Oops, forgot to put that as an uh, advantage. So, there's her first attack. Alright, so 22 hits. For 9 magical slashing. And with the sneak attack damage. Sneak attack, 5. And then right. her second attack. 22 hits again. So you just come in. 13. Alright. You come in with a quick 1-2. That puts it up. Oh, and because both those hit, she gets the extra damage from Hex. And it's going to have uh, disadvantage on strength checks. Just eating me, might as well. Did so you add two... the Hex damage? Nope, that's what I was just about to roll. Okay. So, for two attacks, that's eight extra Hex damage. Nice. Necrotic. And disadvantage on strength, you said? Yep. So as you're, like, clawing into this thing, sort of, like, you see that there's, like, necrotic energy sort of eating away at, like the claw marks that you left behind. Yep. As this She's going for, like, the back of its arms. She's, like, leaping up and, like, getting the backs of its arms because she's trying to keep it from, like, slamming her friends. Absolutely. All right. Oma. Uh, Is Oma able to make it over to this monkey pummeling Geth? What's your... Total of 30, so 15 in this rough terrain. I don't think you can make it with 15 feet. Okay. Because uh, you, you separated yourself from the group, and then yep. you bamped even farther away from the group with the reaction. Well, did Correct. he bamf farther, or did you bamf back towards the group? It, when the it would have been left? whatever visually made sense in the narrative. So if I was imagining, I'll just draw a quick uh, imagination. So if we had, like, monkey here, group of... Um, uh, Lavender and Oma here because she was flanking before and the rest of our group was coming in this direction. Originally Geth would have come back this way behind a tree and then bamfed this direction sort of deal. So like somewhere up in here. So he wouldn't have been because if the monkey was coming from here because uh, they came to flank it, right? Yeah, but you... Like if they went like this? You essentially caught it Right, like halfway through the flanking the group, so you would have met it like 
you know, halfway, somewhere either here or here. Okay, so it was coming around. It was like, you know, kind of coming around. Essentially what you had with that arrow, just basically on the other side where you were. And in my mind, I had just pictured that, you know, I should have made this clear. In my mind, I had pictured that Jewel was sort of like, you know, you had Bamf that way. I had sort of pictured Jewel on the other side. Gotcha. Um, But that's my fault because I need to really make myself clear when we're not using a map. That's all good. Either way, uh, Geth would have come adjacent to the party, not back into it because I still assumed there was a monkey up here. But I would have tried to keep loose visual on my spell that's still up because I need to command it next turn. Um, So I'd probably be not within direct range. I'd probably be like 25 feet away from from um, everyone else. Like 25 feet would probably be where I am from. Uh, right. And this thing is huge. So it does take up extra space. But because it was coming around to flank, 25 feet to me means that the monkey would be 30 feet from Oma. Right. So but it also, it also closed that. Yeah, no, because 30 feet from Oma. Because it did close the gap to get next to you. Yeah. Um, okay, then yeah, yeah. So that means Oma would not be able to make it. So Oma will take 15 feet towards where the next crashing is, trying to frighten this thing away. And I believe she has something to throw. I thought she had javelins. I believe she does have a javelin, yes. Um, a harpoon is what it's marked here. So she will take her one throw of trying to get this uh, creature away with the harpoon, I guess. Unless it had Oma have a tail attack. I'm very confused. Because she was a whale for a short Oh, time. right, 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 right. So, uh... Actually, you know what? This is going on Oma and, um... And, uh, Deanne's normal thing. She probably would just dash to get up beside Geth and try to protect him. Okay, sure, that makes sense. So yeah. don't use any so sort would, of action. She would bonus take, action, though. She does have a bonus action, but I don't know what she can do, so I'm not going to tie the game up with that. Um, so okay. she's beside uh, Geth now, being defensive. Lay on hands oh, okay. is uh, is an action. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, yeah, I understand. Okay. So Oma finishes their turn to get up aside and says, Oh, there's the other one. Uh, get All back! Right. Get back! We've already chased your friend away. Um, I'm trying to get near Geth, and All Geth right. will utilize his bonus action uh, to command the flying creatures, which do have a speed. Let me just double check their speed. Um. Uh, flying speed of 30 feet. 30 so I feet, feel like yeah. they could make it. All right. Be with you. Mm hmm. Okay. And I'm going to just do. Uh, well, the 10 D20s with the advanced dice roller. I'm just going to try just rolling 10 D20s and we can just do the math maybe. Sure, yeah. Um, don't add the modifier. We'll just add yeah, the, the modifier exactly. afterwards. So we're going to try that this time. So we have so plus eight to all of these. So, okay, so uh, what's the AC? And we can just subtract. The AC is twelve, so it hits on all accounts. All of, all of them, even the five. Um, okay, and then one D twenty as well. 
So that All is right. going to be ten. Uh, I'll just do... You could do I'll... nine of those and then separate the crit for last. I'll just do 11 d4s, because that's the actual rolls, including the crit. And then ten times four is 40 damage for the plus four on each hit. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 40 damage. Yep. So... Total of 74 bludgeoning coconut damage. This is wild. All right. <laughs> 74. And that's my bonus action, if I understand the spell correctly. All right. You did uh, that much damage with a bonus action. All right. I, I think so. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Josh. It says casting time is one action. That was the casting. Oh, but yeah, I to can command an it. object to attack. It makes yeah. a single attack. It can slam attack, doing bludgeoning damage. Um, and yeah, I think as I just bonus command action, bonus. As a bonus action, you can mentally command any creature. Any yep. or all of them at the same time. Yes. Uh, so I will... <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Um, I think you needed a little bit more damage this turn. <laughs> I guess so. I it will just do a poison spray because it's right in my face, and that's okay. good enough. Um, yeah, I'm doing that. <laughs> eh, why can't I click the button? There we go. Oh, that's the wrong button. Let me try this again. Poison spray. You need to make a DC 18 constitution saving throw, or take uh, 6 poison damage. Uh, I got a 16 total. So six more poison damage. Boop. All right. Damage. Yeah. Well, 80 points as a bonus as a full round. That's awesome. All right. Thank you. All right. This is the ballista all over again. <laughs> <laughs> wrecking my shit. <laughs> uh, back all right. off, creature. Back off. Uh, yeah, this uh, thing is incredibly intimidated. Um, Lavender, you're up. And you're muted, Wes. Your turn, Lavender. Maybe he's Maybe got occupied with dogs. Go to the bathroom or something. Your turn, Beto. We'll give him a minute. Sounds and then good. I'll just go for him. Because we all know he's probably just going to run over and try and attack this thing. So, <laughs> And he also has 10 it. feet. Yeah. He's got 10. I think he's got, what, 45 feet of movement? So yes. that puts him at like 20, 20. essentially. Which will, And then he's got a 10 foot reach with that. With yeah. his arm is so he'll be able to reach it anyways. Um, which is, I'm assuming, what he's going to want to do. So I'm assuming he'll want to do non-lethal damage. He does. He's probably not going to blow any of his monk points though, his chi points, because this is. Yeah, I don't see him. one. <laughs> yeah, I really don't see him blowing any chi points. Um. So uh, besides, he can okay. He does bonus. He gets a bonus attack, anyways. He, if he does a bonus action, 
right? Like, does yes, he, have a he can attack? do a total of two normal attacks plus one bonus, or if he mm-hmm. uses a key, he can flurry of blows to make it two on the bonus action. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why I said chi. What am I saying? Chi? Chai? Key. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Okay. Key. <laughs> key, okay. And you have another creature? Okay. And I don't really see him doing, like, any of the other cool Not stuff really. he does. Yeah. Oh, if you miss an attack with an attack... If you miss with an attack roll or fail an ability check or save and throw, you can draw on your bonds and gain a bonus to the roll equal to the number of allies you see within 30 feet of you. Oh, that's cool. bonus of five. Wow, okay. That's a hobgoblin feat. I don't think he's ever used that. I don't think so. Maybe he's forgotten about it because he's... Mm-hmm. Plus five. That's a lot. It doesn't say you can you can use this trait a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. That's perfect. That's like so four that's times. like four times. So I'm surprised he's he's probably forgotten about this. Probably. All right. I can't find how to roll all the animate objects, but dice. Yeah, you'd probably have to do a macro for it, like an individual. Yeah. Oh, there we go. This is the question that's asked. All right. All right. I am. I'll give him a couple more seconds, and then I'll probably just have his turn for him. Hey. How do I set up a macro? Um, I did it earlier. Uh, I'm trying to remember how I did it. Because I, I know that for Sorry, the... I was, uh, I was with Echo. I figured, we figured. We figured. Okay. No, good. Alright, so, um, you know that the other one left. One of the, the first giant ape left. Um, the second giant ape just took 80 points of damage on top of the, what was it, 14 points of damage? Or, no. 9, 14, 27 points of damage. Nope. 20, 30... Took like around 35 points of damage from from Jewel last turn. And then it took another 80 points of damage. So you know this thing's hurt. This second giant ape that is attacking Geth. Um, Oma ran over to it. Yeah, I was going to ask... Uh, I think I left around when you guys were trying to calculate whether or not she had the speed to reach it. Okay. Yes. And she does Did not. Did not. Okay. But so I have you do. We already 45. calculated it. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm I'm running over there. Yeah, we said twenty feet plus your ten foot reach was enough. Okay. And can I get in a flanking position or is it just gonna be a normal? Um, the way I see it is Jewel is on the back side, and then Geth is on the front, and then uh, Lavender, Oma is sort of on the, like, top of it. So, like, let's draw it out real quick. So here's Monkey, okay? Uh, here's the cardinal directions, right? So, in my mind... Jewel was right here. Geth was right here. 
And Oma was like right around here, like right here. So, uh, if you can, hmm, this thing's huge. So I don't know if you could jump over it. If you give me a, th- okay. If you give me, you're, you're a monk, so you could do cool, dope monk shit, right? So if you give me like a deck, if you give me an acrobatics, I'll let you slide underneath the huge creature. To get into a flanking position over here, uh, where, like right over here, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, yeah, not a problem. All right. So, yeah, uh, once again, um, non-linkful is what mm-hmm. he was. He's going for. Okay. Um, why'd you do all those rolls, Jewel? If, if I can oh, ask. sorry, I was I was messing with a macro thing, oh, trying okay, to help gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Ryan get the macros figured out. All right, so go ahead and roll your attack with advantage. Uh, twenty-two hits for sixteen force damage. All right, this thing's looking beat. It's definitely hurting. Seventeen hits. 14. Is it still up? It is still up, but this thing is once again on death's door. You brought it low. Uh, He will use a a key point for a flurry of blows. Okay. Uh, Now, before you do, I do believe you still have a bonus action attack, correct? Do I? Don't you normally do three attacks? Don't you take a bonus action attack? Is that a thing? Hold on. Maybe I'm. I think I think that's if you choose not to, because flurry of blows is your bonus action. Oh, Uh, okay. Wait, let me look. Uh, Gotcha. Because I think you're right. I think I can just get a third attack without a key point. I have PTSD of you doing three attacks. You can. You can do three attacks as a monk just from your bonus action per normal without using key. Where is it? I just want to read it just to make sure. Um, uh, monk weapon martial arts. When you use the attack action with an unarmed strike or monk weapon, you can make one unarmed strike as a bonus action. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know what? I won't use the key point. I'll just go with the one attack. Which is that 28. Uh, you do non-lethal damage, and it only had 10 HP left, so... The 16? How do you want to do this? Finish him. Uh, you know, he's... He slides underneath. He's, uh, you know, hitting it. Um... He goes in... For, I don't know if he, he can climb it and like get it in like a sleeper hold from the neck. <laughs> I mean, but if you he are, can, yeah, I'll I'll allow it because you are finishing it. So go ahead, you get to do. He's, cool gonna, shit. he's gonna put it to sleep and then he's gonna take the asali bowl he made and gently place it right next to its. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you roll this creature into a forced slumber and. And uh, this thing is down. All right. 
Wow, that was supposed to be a medium encounter, according to the challenge ratings. Not so medium to me. I mean, we we, <laughs> we did use a fifth level spell, and that's uh, fair. Yeah, a smite, that's and a very well smite. well played smite. <sighs> yeah. All right. So now, once again. The jungle falls quiet. And it is no longer a threat to you. What do you do? (laughs) You just hear from the bushes across the way beside uh, Oma coughing of rock and debris as I am disheveled once more. Uh, Geth is just not having a, a, a safe, cleanly day today. Rosebud will scramble over towards you. And for a brief moment, look at you. Look at the remains of the giant rock. And sort of nod, understanding that you now understand what you did to Tulip, so it should be forgiven. And then he'll heal you. Uh, I'll heal everyone with a pl- prayer of healing, but I think you're the only one that really took damage. I think right? I'm the only one that took damage, <laughs> yeah. Alright, let me see here. Would it be better than to... Like, comes over and like looks at Gath. Maybe you should have kept that aid for yourself. I... That thing was much faster than I expected. When you... It, it seemed to be rather focused on you. I... I, I don't think it liked its coconuts rocked. It's just... Yes. I'm surprised you went for coconuts. Of, of all the things you could animate with that spell and you chose coconuts. I. It was the thing that attracted it towards us. I, I thought if it wasn't going to go away with damage, I could lure it away with the coconuts going off in different directions. I don't know. It was just a moment. Thank you, Rosebud, as your prayer of healing. We have our uh, our bag. (laughs) Do we have our NPCs that we totally remembered were here? Yeah, the NCPs were hanging out in the back. They got to collect at least twenty of these coconuts to store. All right, so (laughs) uh, go ahead and add twenty coconuts to your bag. I don't know if you want me to like roll any sort of check, but I googled that. A whole coconut can last four months at room temperature. So, <laughs> okay. All, All right. right so, bag of holding for us, Wes. Throw that in the bag of holding. That's I mean, essentially co- twenty rations right what? there. You know what? We might as well just get as many as we can. I mean, we're here. <laughs> How many coconuts can we forage? <laughs> if you guys want to all roll me some, we can. I mean, I have twenty. I mean, I have ten floating, so I'll just put them in the bag. Okay. Any of them, like, damaged from being used as weapons. <laughs> they oh, are magical yeah. weapons? Come on. They are all damaged. They're oh, all fine. bruised. Uh, I mean, they're leaking edible, Leaking a little bit. Yeah, they're leaking. They're probably they're not, not going to last for four months. <laughs> but these others might. Sure, I'll roll for coconut forage. So, okay, so I want everyone who's foraging for coconuts to roll me... Four d10s. Oh Jesus! How many of us are rolling? 
one for it. Jules like reaching up with her Early big coconut. hand and like picking up the picking off like the best There's... sized ones from the trees. There must be trees that like are just knocked over from the uh from the monkeys, right? Five yeah, a lovely bunch of coconuts. <laughs> All oh. neatly sitting in a row. <laughs> <laughs> 17 and I'll roll 3 for, for Oma I guess roll I mean this four, is smart was. 10 got the lovely bunch of coconuts there they are all standing wow. in a row okay. like so, 100 <laughs> somebody your head so many coconuts How what is that? Uh, 22 44 um, and then another, that's 68, and then, what is that, 98, and then that's, what, 116, I think? 115. 115. I've got 118, so 30, 25, 24, 17, 22. Where's How the 25 from? Huh? Where's the 25 from? I'm not seeing he, he rolled. Uh, he rolled a separate D3. Oh. I didn't count that. Okay, I only counted the 22. That's where I was mistaken. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, their weapons, they're a great source of uh, milk. Oil. We can make oil with them. Yeah, coconut oil. Okay, okay, I do have to say we're reaching our bag's max capacity and weight because (laughs) a fully-sized coconut weighs about Three pounds. Jeez. We literally can't fit. I will tell you the maximum we can fit for our for our bag weight wise. One second. Yeah, here. around three pounds is a full size coconut on average. If, a, if three pounds is a full size coconut, that means that uh, that's hilarious. We can only fit forty four coconuts in this bag with the current weight. <laughs> I don't believe it. Okay. You max out your bag of holding on coconuts. I freaking so, love it. <laughs> so here's the thing. I marked down fifty pounds for all that worm meat earlier and like the armor pieces and teeth i just marked down a generic 50 pounds because that made sense to me um we have 268 pounds of metal uh we already had some rations in there that each weighed a certain amount we have like other crap so yeah we can only fit any of the metal used on the ship for repairs already oh i don't know I don't think so. I think okay. he said that we could manage uh, with just what you found. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, Jewel will put some in her own inventory. <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. can carry coconuts on your own. Um, <laughs> I'll carry a couple coconuts. <laughs> all right. Uh, Rosebud's going to do something he's never done before. He is going to pull out his holy symbol and cast creation to make a five-foot wagon. I don't believe it. Okay. Wait, but we're in a jungle before he does this. <laughs> oh, yeah, we need like true. somebody with like a tensor's floating disc or something. Well, if you do like a wagon with like a pole, like it's more like, of, like a wheelbarrow, a wheel. like a single yeah. single wheeled thing. Yeah, you could do like a wheelbarrow. All or right, you make... could just do like a hammock kind of thing where you got like poles and you could all carry it that way. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, or like a canoe yes. that you could just push. You could just push a canoe. Oh no! Now I'm thinking the canoe. <laughs> canoe. Just like, uh, how much weight can we carry between us? 
Because I could just make a massive freaking tarp. That is a possibility. And then we all I just would like, a corner. I love this conversation. I would like to just take one second to say, what are we doing as a group now that we've just had combat with these giant monkeys? You guys are clearly divvying up the rewards. <laughs> this is our treasure. We this earned this. Your treasure horn. This <laughs> 118 coconuts. <laughs> Taking 15 of the coconuts and putting them in my own bag. Okay. <laughs> That's as many as I can carry right now. Alright, so be sure to mark it up. 15. How long does this creation thing last? One day, because I'm using oh, vegetable shit. matter. That's cool. Wait, yeah. does it just turn back into whatever it is after it's done? Oh, it just ceases to exist after that. I'm literally pulling wisps of shadow material from the shadow fell. Oh, okay. That's wow. cool. Yeah. So I just you are... I can make things exist now. <laughs> so you're just making a tarp. A five foot by five foot tarp with right. the poles and stuff poles for carrying, right? With the poles it's like over our shoulders, over the shoulder poles. Yeah, <laughs> and a wheel in the middle for good measure. Yes, just in case. Yes. It's a very odd, you know, carrying option. <laughs> how how many uh, can we take all the coconuts now? I think between the bag and the creation tarp and all of your individual inventories, yeah, I assume you could take them all. If if sure. if if Jewel can carry around fifteen, I assume everyone else can carry around fifteen too. Yep. I mean, I have a backpack and everything. So, well, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not I wrong, already, Lavender. I already have a plan. For, for at least ten of these coconuts. <laughs> All right. right. So yeah, okay, um, fifteen times five is seventy-five 25. coconuts right there. Uh-huh. So, so then between... the other forty go in the or thirty-nine go in the bag, and that's less than the forty-four that we could fit. So we're good. Yeah, oh, uh, we're, we're only good. putting thirty-nine in the bag. Yeah, if everybody just carries fifteen coconuts, that'll. Okay. I mean, or you can use the tarp and only carry, like, five coconuts each. Yeah. <laughs> Makes your life a little easier. That's true. Yeah. I'm just saying that it is a pot. You can collect all 118 coconuts. Okay. That's what I'm trying Collecting to get Collecting all coconuts. <laughs> I've marked this down on a timestamp. All right. Uh, so, you guys have your... your cacophony of coconuts. Yeah, we must return back with our spoils. You guys are well, okay. Before, for before we return back, now that we've driven these creatures off and taken a second to look around, is there anything else in the immediate area? Were they guarding the giant's entry for the island somehow? Were they just monkeys chilling here? Can I take a look around? Yeah, make a perception check. Or investigation. I will do an investigation. (laughs) Okay. So you are trying to find the micro instead of the macro. Yeah. See if there's Uh, anything left behind. You find um, some, like, bundled up berries that they have picked. Uh, You find. Take their berries, too. There's a pile of berries. You take their (laughs) berries. There's a pile of poop in the corner. Um, these were just monkeys chilling in the mist, as they like to say. Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. 
Well, their territory seemed to be. Yeah, you just wandered into their territory. <laughs> we might be the bad guys here. <laughs> I think they we didn't weren't kill the bad anybody. Guys here, I, I think that's pretty fair. <laughs> fair, fair. There was no murder. I guess we're heading back then with our spoils. <laughs> I guess so. Um, Ro- uh, Rosebud, there's. Like I'm a little scraped up. I, I I can continue on. It's quite dark, and that made a lot of ruckus. They're quite loud. So, I mean, I think we should go back. The, yeah, that makes sense. The good thing, in my opinion, is as we all know, because we've mostly all been apes. Uh, the territorial nature of it probably means there's not anything else in the immediate area. So. That's good. Um, I did feel irrationally angry when I was a monkey. Yeah. Uh, is Squeaks maybe able to take a take a flight above the canopy and see if there's trees moving near us? Maybe they're still nearby? I don't... There. She'll close her eyes and send Squeaks up above. Go ahead and make a perception check for me for Squeaks. Either listening for rustling and or looking for sights. Because I think you said it was pretty quiet for the most part. Mm-hmm. And advantage on wisdom checks that rely on hearing. So mm-hmm. she's listening for crashing. So as you fly about uh, the canopy in the immediate, what, 100 feet vicinity, give or take? General area. Uh, you do not hear anything of note. Uh, you can see, though, with your eyeballs, right? If, I keep forgetting. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you yeah. can. So as you fly above the canopy, you see sort of far off in the distance, there is, seems to be a uh, a murder of, of vultures uh, just flying in the distance. Uh, and then you also see... There seems to be a school of large hornets that look to be about the same size as the vultures. Also in the distance. Not a problem to you right now, at least. Okay, Jewel will relay that to the rest of the crew. Hickory. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, nothing, I was just saying, huh? Fickery, who is who was sort of examining the gorilla before it got up and ran off after it regained consciousness, says, um, hmm, giant worms, giant gorillas, giant hornets. I have to wonder if the name is Isle of Giants is quite literary, quite, quite literal. Oh, we know what to expect now. This is all coming back around to the some of our first times together, is it not? Those migrations of the hornets as well—they were giant, were they not? Yes. Well, just like they hurt when they stung you. Yeah, it just really did. Can we, we avoid the, the, uh, the diary with us? Uh, we didn't bring it with us, no. That's okay. up At least you. Shotty didn't. You're the one carrying the diary, Lavender. It's up to you whether or not you brought it. 
I left the books that we meant to talk about on the ship, and I like actually uh, IRL player forgot it. So I'm gonna say no. I yep. did not bring it with me. Alrighty then. Uh, so uh, you guys. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to basically say what you're about to say. We uh, head back, right. I think. All right. Carefully uh, with I'm, our clunking coconuts. I'm not going to make you roll because you essentially just backtrack, which I don't think requires a survival check. And, and also I made a point of every 30 feet literally molder thing, a giant arrow in the direction we just came from. Yep. So, all right, you guys do that. Uh, you reach the beach. Um, it's probably this whole thing probably took an hour and a half, two hours tops. So at this point, the sun is dipping beyond the horizon. Uh, first thing Rosebud's going to do is he's going to grab, he's going to get the coconuts on the ship and then he's going to take 10, take the bag of holding and run off. Okay. (laughs) Who has Uh, the bag of holding on them normally? Jewel, usually. Jewel. So, uh, as Rosebud runs off, what are the rest of you guys doing? Uh, battered and bruised, I go over to see how the ship repairs are going and offer any help with a hammer if I can. Whatever yeah. might be of use. Um, If there's, like... Do you think... The cantrip of Mold Earth would work on sand, like... It says dirt, specifically, but, like, sand's just dirt, isn't it? Sand is just refined dirt. Okay, so, like, I would probably take time to essentially help... You know how we were beached, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we hit and we actually went up on the sand... I'll take however long it takes to essentially help channel out along the edge of the ship. The opposite edge of the ship. You know how we are listing to one side? So I'm going to lower the sand on that side and just pull it off into a pile so that the ship can potentially be set fairly easily back upright. If you know what I mean. I'm digging out underneath the ship. No, I get it. Absolutely. And so you guys are digging out underneath the ship, and I imagine that you guys are sort of using, like, ropes and stuff to try and... Write it if we need after. Yeah. So that's what I will be helping with. Um, Until, because Geth is very forgetful, uh, after he knocked his noggin, uh, for the day anyways, uh, until Lavender wants to inspect those books again. All right. Yeah, I think when we get back, he wants to check out the journal and see, like, if if they, like, detailed any giant creatures, what, you know, they encountered. Um, just stuff like that. Okay, so do you... So you and Geth route around this diary and... You learn. I mean, you you you're looking for specific things, but I mean, you kind of have to flip through the the diary entries. Um, and what you read is essentially you notice 
that the diary entries start at 309 and the final diary entry is marked at 312. So these people were on this island for three years. And throughout the pages, uh, you see them detailing their multiple attempts to get off the island and their inability to do so because of the mists. The pinkish mists. Which you are very familiar with because that is what you encountered that brought you here. The crew, one by one, either died or committed suicide over the course of three years. And the ones that died, uh, there are mentions of large animals, like giant animals, such as like what you had experienced with the apes and the vultures. They mentioned vultures, they mentioned scorpions, they mentioned elk, they mentioned boar, and they mentioned spiders, as well as the apes. And they also mention seeing signs of foraging from what looked to be intelligent life. Higher, higher level life. Uh, but they don't specifically say what that you can see. You find out that the captain of this ship and the ship's name uh, specifically if, uh, the, the ship's name specifically is the Wandering Storm is what they have called themselves and the ship's Captain was a woman by the name of Vera Souza Prestes. And the person who kept the diary, his name was Arthur Vale Maldonado. I'm sorry. The other way around. The diary is the captain's. And so the diary is Vera Souza Prestes. I'll write that down. And I, I, I mentioned the other name because I'm... They mention a quartermaster who was trying to map out the island by the name of Arthur. And they were following the trail markers, essentially, of this civilized group of people, this higher, you know, group of people. Um, they mentioned signs of fire, signs of tools, um, but they do not mention ever meeting them face-to-face. Is the map in this journal? 
The map is not in this journal, no. Uh, Lavender, I think you mentioned earlier you wanted to see about a a ship log as well. Should we check some of those other books and scrolls? And oh, yeah. oh, right, I have uh this tube. Um, let me just check that out as well. Can I check that tube that I found earlier uh, on the you ship? Can check the tube. You uncap it. You pull it out. And it looks to be a rolled-up piece of parchment, about the size of the tube itself. Mm, can I read it? Uh, you unfurl it, and it looks to be a unfinished map, with a rough outline of the island itself. Uh, and there are several X marks in the interior of the island. And there are essentially, like, uh, math equations and geography, you know, like it looks like they were using navigation tools to try and pinpoint where these X's might lead. They were trying to reach these X's? Is they were trying to... Well, so if you notice in the margins, scribbled down, there's things like uh, you know, there seems to be a pattern of some kind. Or like the X's are all found in this sort of similar area, we think that who's ever leaving these behind might be around here. So... This was 215 years ago, or a little under. Correct. Okay. Oh, and uh, Also, you notice that in the ocean there are like rough sketchings of the mist, and there are also drawn out, uh, essentially large serpents. Oh, no. Uh, well, Vendor, I think we've stumbled upon a bit of a hint here. I kind of wish I checked it earlier. I really don't know what's happening with me, but uh, this is the map. It seems to be, you were saying you found in those uh, journals talks about giant beasts and then some sort of intelligent life. This seems to be related I wonder what happened. What's the last journal entry for... Yeah, can we, can we read the very last entry? Yes. Uh, the last journal entry is dated in 312, as I said, uh, and it is Vera talking about how her quartermaster has gone insane, and she thinks that he's going to kill her. Uh, and she worries that they'll never get off this island um, he talks about being very close to finding these intelligent life and to the point of worrying her because he thinks that she thinks that he's too obsessed to the point where he talks about seeing them in his dreams. And that's the last entry. We should get uh, Fikri to check some of this as well. I'm assuming this has taken a couple hours to like piece together a lot of this stuff. Oh yeah, it's taken a while. You have to read through a bunch of entries. 
<laughs> then Rosebud would come in at this point with a sack hefted over his shoulder. Um, and he'd roll it out, and in this sack there would be... Um, I would have used Fabricate to essentially make ten coconut warriors for Gath. Lord, I hate you. <laughs> so, um, basically I would have used, t- so that I only had to use one Fabricate spell for it. They would have all fit inside a five-foot cube, basically like action figure, almost. You know, like, uh, where the parts of the plastic are weaker so you can break it off. It would be kind of like that, but with metal. Um, very, very thin metal that you could just push and break it apart. Um, so, <laughs> four of the coconuts are, they're all metal-wrapped coconuts. Four of them have sharpened little knives and peg-like legs, as well as a thin metal face in the shape of a sharp toothy maw. Six of the rest have the same sharp toothy maw, but instead have metal in the shape of bat wings and three jagged hooks for talons. So there you go. You now have ten coconut warriors to animate. And we, because it amuses me greatly and you had fabricate anyway, say that they're like Fabergé eggs and they nest into each other. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Why not? At least so that it starts with like three. And one of them turns into four, one of them turns into three, and another one turns into three. <laughs> they get progressively smaller. <laughs> I'm almost all positive. About... Go on. All right. I was going to say, I'm almost positive these are actual things in, like, folklore. Oh, I'm positive. I'm, I'm going to say, like, they're probably all the same, quote-unquote, tiny size, and it's just yeah. a slight difference, but, like... Just for packing purposes and weight purposes of, like, you've made it so that there's not as much stuff. It's more metal reinforced. Yeah. And so, yeah, what we could do is sort of essentially have the four... Uh, I guess I could just make it five and five. So five of them will be the warrior, uh, foot warriors, the foot soldiers, and six, five of them will be the flying ones. Um... And each one will fit into their own size, so they get progressively smaller. So there'll be two like containers of progressively smaller. <laughs> and it's like got uh, a ripcord on the top, so that I just like toss them out, and they just all snap out and click into each click into. Yes, I've I've got yes. an idea. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, they're called the Kakamora. Rosebud look. Uh, Rosebud looks very proud as he hands these over to you. <laughs> so. The Kekamora, sorry? That's a thing? Yeah, apparently they're uh, in Melanesian folklore. They're called the Kekamora. Although... Oh, neat. Oh, there's a picture. These things. Yeah. If you've ever seen Moana, apparently that's like based off a real <laughs> thing. Everyone is posting the same yeah. <laughs> Um... Crap, what were you... Oh, yes, yeah, so you've just handed me these things that you're proud of, and uh, they're quite, you know, lightweight but effective, it looks like, and I'm just like, oh! Yeah, and uh, unpleasantly sharp as well. Unpleasantly sharp. Okay, so I um, I go to touch one as you hand it to me, and then I stop for a second, and I snap and get the mage hand out to grab one, and I use my ha- actual hand for the other one that's less sharp. Um, and I'm like, oh! Uh... How does this work? Are these coconuts? What did you 
I mean, these are quite an artistic display. Uh, they look quite functional, too. Are you thinking for for use again on the field if we if we need to? Yes. Um, I thought it would be best to uh, create something more to your preference, uh, seeing as you did appear to like the coconuts. So I made these so that you can well, always have some available. I... I greatly appreciate these. Uh, thank you. Um, thank you, Rosebud. I will uh, go retrieve maybe some, like, just assuming a ship has some random spare canvas to, like, repair sails. Um, and I yeah. will essentially look at taking some of the coconut uh, husk uh, lining canvas, lining coconut husk in canvas, and putting the two warriors in their own essentially little canvas carrying bags, so that I can have them easy access uh, on my person without them stabbing me to death. <laughs> yeah, hanging from your belts, essentially. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah something okay. like that. So I've got like one on either side, and. I will, with Rosebud's help, as he's the more mechanically inclined, figure out a way to essentially be like, I can just snap the uh, snap the line um, so that it's like on a knot that I can just drop them. And when I drop them, they essentially all pile out and snap open. And like, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll make it. It'll 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 essentially be like a. Um, automatic Russian nesting doll launcher, but yeah. like, you know, just beside me. Yeah, I'll use Artisan's Blessing to make any changes that uh, Geth requests. Okay. Was uh, anyone else doing anything, or uh, would you guys like to continue discussing the diary and the map? What are you guys doing now? Yes. Um, Lavender and Geth, after a brief thing, uh, would show the map uh, and the diary uh, to Fikri uh, and the rest of our party. I would assume they're um, Lavender anyways. Uh, and maybe also getting some of their help to look through the other books to see if there's any other hints of whatever else. Because we brought a pile of books back with us, right? Um, yeah, these books you see are just old histories, uh, trade routes, um, local Parati books, uh, regarding, uh, like actual, <clears throat> actual, uh, cities along the coastal coalition, which you're familiar with, uh, Rosebud as sort of being like the predominant northern sort of coastline group of people. Okay. They were just starting out, though, like, so you you see that a lot of these uh, mentions of, like, um, of, like, actual details on the cities are dated. Like, you know that some of these cities are much bigger now, or some of these cities are just gone, maybe destroyed. In some local war or another. 
Um, and yeah, uh, you also find uh, the ship's ledger. And you see that the ship was carrying uh, trade goods to Borden Lao. Uh, normally, but they were repurposed essentially after the captain got a permit from the Coastal Coalition um, to essentially find and colonize some islands off the Shimmering Isles. Where was Borden? Oh, there's Borden Lau. Okay, so this was a Parate ship that went to Borden Lau originally, something like this. Right? Sort so of? The, yeah, it was it was a repurposed trade vessel. The captain Got found other uh, use for it. Okay, and then the Shimmering Isles, well known about, weren't really, really well explored back then as sort of the... Just no, because this is around the time of exploration. Things are only just now starting to like people. You know, people would like Borden Lau, for example. The ship, the diary made made mention that they had only just made uh, contact with people in Borden Lau, and they only just started trading with them. So you were very much in like this sort of age of exploration. How old are the sea elves that we have? Do they know of this time frame? I realize that they're all underwater, but what is what is Fikri like? Were they around before the Shimmering Isles were explored by Parate? Yes, they they the Shimmering Isles. Uh, excuse me, the, the sea elves uh, had a period where there was a mass migration of elves, and that was uh, many years ago. That was. That was during a period. Let's see, um, there was a period known as the Eternal Sundering where all the elves of Uthal Tal sought refuge in the desert world. Uh, hold on. And then... So, this was... around the era of the Shifting Tides. Which was before... Uh, which was before... Gilded Age. Uh, the Galician Gilded Age. So yes, this was a lot. This was... Yes. To answer your long... Very long story, also long answer. Yes. Okay. So... <laughs> I had to go through my notes of, of Shimmering Isles history. So. That's totally fair. Um, well... I think that's... Most of what Geth and Lavender could probably accomplish in the remaining hours, just narratively. So I don't know if anyone else wants to have done something. Um, I don't know what Oma would do, considering everything that occurred. But uh, yeah, Jewel. 
Rosebud, you did a wonderful craft for me. And maybe did some modifications. <laughs> I was probably hanging out in the room while you continued chatting, just making the modifications you wanted. Anything for Jewel? Oh, she literally said she's got to go for ten minutes. Oh, okay. Oh, got to go in ten minutes. Okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's... I was definitely going to sort of narratively wrap it up once you guys have sort of powwowed about uh, the map and the diary. I was just giving you time to to talk it out. Sounds good. Well, Did he just drop? I think we just lost Craig, yeah. We lost no. Craig. But they Gyark. still have Gyark. Yeah, Gyark, you're so much more reliable. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, so it looks uh, like Ryan might be out, out, texting. Yeah. Oh, he just oh, broke he his just headphones. Broke his headphones. Oh, no. Jeez. Okay, well, on that well, note... Well, maybe that calls it. I think yeah. it might be a good idea. So what we're going to do is, yeah, you, as you guys sort of gather around and exchange this information in sort of bare-bones fashion uh, about the diary and the map. Uh, We'll go ahead and end our session there, and we'll pick it back up with a bit of a further in-depth content or conversation about what you guys are going to do next. All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for uh, spanking those monkeys. uh, (laughs) And... Coconut frenzy. Coconut frenzy, and it was fun. Um, I appreciate you guys uh, joining us on Sat- Sunday. Yeah, I'm glad this we were able to switch days. Mm-hmm. And thank you for joining us, Wes. I know that you're not always able to, so it's always a pleasure when you get to drop in. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Thank, thank you, guys. Pedro, for setting all this up. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad. No, thank you. Thank you all for being wonderful players. And I hope that the island is fun for you guys as much as it is fun for me. So. Oh, yes. We're like, okay, Isle of Giants. So the name's a little more descriptive than we thought it was going to be. But, you know, (laughs) it's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Sorry, I might have missed some stuff. I broke my headphones, so I I didn't catch anything for the basically when i stopped talking yeah no uh we're we we've decided to end the the session we feel it's a good time to end it that's fair have a great evening Bye. and are we still on for D D tomorrow uh yes i'm good to go if everyone else is i was gonna throw it in right after this cool the schedules thing all right well if Thank you can you. get yark off the air 